It is a bank holiday Monday here in the Republic of Ireland. So myself and Paul are technically coming to you on our Sunday here uh, for this edition of the Chair Shot Podcast. Uh, and just as this show began, the aforementioned Paul did tell me about a purchase he made uh, mm. over there on Amazon. He got himself some Blu-rays. And can I just say, Paul, that I was actually really relieved that when you started that sentence that you didn't follow it up with, I've gone and bought 500 more AEW cards um, from... from I found I found some dodgy website from, like, you know, Singapore you, or, 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 you know, Estonia that, said, that, that has a rare card. So I'm glad we've gone back to the more traditional pursuits on this podcast of some good old-fashioned, like, physical media um well yeah yeah yes and no oh no oh no he's he's oh he's been he's been he's he's been chasing that shiny dragon again hasn't he he's been he's been chasing that uh forbidden door epic moments dragon oh you hate you really hate to see it Uh, also also with us and also counting his his shinies is mr joe towner hello good evening everybody (laughs) okay <laughs> I was uh, I was away this this weekend. I was uh, back in Brona's neck of the woods up there in beautiful Connemara in Galway, getting a little break from the city uh, uh, while I nurse my brain back because uh, I've been having a mental lately. Um, and I was telling her about your card exploits, and I was like, "See, it could be worse. I could be I could be buying all sorts. Uh, I could I could have all sorts of habits that 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 would be looking quite funny on the old bank statement." Um, yeah, I mean, well, as as someone who's been also doing a mental, as you say, mm. uh, I find that they're quite a good cure for the mental is, mm. is buying lots and lots of tat. Well, I, th- I I think I think collecting is very soothing. Mm. Um, I mean, yes. I I I in game golf later i'll be talking about two video games i play i've been playing two free to play video games this week um and and just games that are racked with uh meters and numbers going up and it's it's that kind of core cathartic thing of building a collection um uh, that focuses you quite well um yes absolutely i could see how that would um uh, uh that would help you but uh, what have we been up to this week? I don't have too much on the old life cup, as I say. Got away from, from the city for a little bit, saw Brona's family. It was quite lovely. We went for a Aww. very cold, rainy day swim, which was actually unbelievably refreshing. Um, uh, we didn't stay very long for fear of, you know, um, dying in the cold. <laughs> but um, uh, it was great. Um, and, uh, yeah, hence, hence why we're doing it here on a Monday. What about you, boys? What have you been up to uh, uh, this week? Well, you know what the listeners want, Barry? It's AW Card Talk. So let's <laughs> well, that's, why, that's why I kicked off with it straight away at the top, you know. So <laughs> Okay. So where are we with the cards? I'm I'm saying that this is gonna be the finale of talking about cards for the time being. Until, Until the, new, the next you know, line comes out, you know. Yeah, but then then you do season two. This is this is season one finale. So haven't got a lot of deliveries lately. Because you know, waiting for it to come in. I got, I got like three three cards delivered that I needed uh, off the eBay.com. Like I was saying last week, set myself a strict rule, which is that if I if I pick up one of the cards I need, the the card value cannot exceed five euro, postage included. Right. So I did find a few. 
Um, and then I was saying, and I'm never, I'm not going to be able to finish the uh, what's the canvas ones, right? Because I didn't have enough of them, and there's also there's like thirty, and then there's like a short print of ten more. Whatever that. What's a short print? Just a there's, limited run. Just there's always more, run. boys. There's always okay. more. You're never, you're never on top of it. So I said, right, forget about that. But then I found someone on eBay selling the whole set for like quite a reasonable, certainly less than five euro per card. How you doing, stranger? Got some rare, valuables for you. I found your man from Resident Evil Four, and he asked, <laughs> "What are you buying?" I said, "I'll have those cards, please." <laughs> Thank you. So. We're still waiting deliveries. Nothing, nothing, no other special news particularly. But then, I don't know why I did this, because I'm stupid, I guess, and I like wasting my money. I did have a look. I was I was looking on, uh, I, I noticed, Joe, you also follow the, the AW Trading Cards uh, Twitter account. <laughs> you also that. follow the AW Trading Card uh, marketing supervisor back to his car. Um, uh, <laughs> he, has, he has asked us to stop that. <laughs> um... I was also looking on the Reddit, and there was people talking on the Reddit about the uh, the e packs, which are a terrible idea, of course. What's the, you, you, what Reddit is, is this? What subreddit is this? AW Trading Cards, I think it is as well. Oh, okay. Um, but I, 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 I've always hated the idea of of e packs because what's the point? It's yeah. just a JPEG, no, no good, useless. Uh, except that if you get something good, that they they ship it out to you, the physical card. Version. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. I know that you've you've you got a few of the uh, limited releases, limited, Joe yeah, yeah. Danielson and the the like. So I said, right, just as an experiment and a waste of money, I'll buy two packs of cards on there, and if I get something good, I get it shipped out. And I did get a good card, not an anything extremely special, but you know the main features cards, Joe. I did get a green main features sting, which I was very happy about. Ooh. Uh, so having that shipped out, that'll go into the little collection Ooh. as well. But otherwise, no, no major news. I know Joe, you had you had boxes waiting to be cracked open. So do you have any updates on? I've got some updates. I um, I've still got a box left to open. I've been opening them a bit more quickly. I've been doing like three packs at a time instead of okay. Because now that I'm almost complete the collection, it's like uh, I just want to get the last few and get it done. And I'm done. So yeah. So I actually have. Of the 100 base set, there's only five left that I need. So I'm nearly there. So I I got Kenny Omega today. Very nice. Which is great. It was the kind of big one that I needed. Yeah. I don't have Johnny John Silver, Johnny Hungy. Um, I don't have the big mad war dog Wardlow. Okay. I don't have Nyla Rose. I don't have the SCU tag team card. And I don't have the Nick Jackson magazine card. So those are the only five left. I'm sure I will probably get them in the final, like probably box. in the in the final box. Oh. You've got a good chance of getting them. Yeah, I'm getting a chance of those. But I did get a couple of interesting. Oh, a couple of little special I, ones. I don't know. Just okay. a couple of little special ones. So as you can see here, Mr. Oh, Tully Blanchard. Nice. Dynamite. <laughs> the, um, oh, a numbered. With the yeah, the serial number. So it's in reverse. Eight seven one hundred. Oh eight seven one hundred. Yeah. So eighty seven out of a wow. run of a hundred. I think I have a dynamite one as well, but mine's not numbered. So you see. So um, very yeah. Nice. So that's the only one I've seen of those. I mean, I think obviously hundred. They're pretty pretty rare. So that was cool. Yeah. And then I got this very nice little card of um, well, really, it's God's favorite athlete, uh, Mister Miro. And it is a little bit of his pants. Ooh, very nice. pants. 
So, you know, you could just touch them there. I've been touching yeah. those pants uh, yeah. quite regularly. So. <laughs> yeah, so those two. So those go with my uh, Colt Cabana autograph card. So those are the kind of... I've picked out a few... I've got some like Pyro and Dynamite cards as well. But I think in terms of the really limited ones, those are the... Uh, very nice. So, very yeah, nice. pretty happy with that haul. Got one box left, so we might get you know something special in there. Oh, knock on wood. Have to, have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, and I'm very excited for season two of the cards coming out already. Yeah, in September. Oh, my checkbook out. <laughs> no, no. Shit. I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna play it clever this time though, because I'm gonna. As soon as they're out, I'm gonna yeah, go online. Yeah, I'm going to go online onto Walmart or Target or whatever and order them, get them sent to Michelle's mum's. Like, instead of getting the, the yeah, shit yeah, over, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to get, like, five boxes at retail price, which will probably be the same price as, like, one of the boxes that I bought, you know, secondhand. Because um, they're pretty – they're only $20, I think, for a, yeah, the, the, yeah. the regular box on online. So I'm going to try and get, like, half a dozen boxes – um, if I can get them, I'll get them. Might ship a few to me, uh, my old pal Paul. You know, so, you know he's, he'll be excited. He might, he might get them in the back if we can get them. If I can get them cheap. Um, yes. But yeah, I, I need to complete season one. I'm so close. So close. Yeah. But uh, yeah, very excited. That's the card. Card update for now. Very nice. Oh, I did. I when I was doing my EPAC, I, I I did get another one, which I don't I don't really know. It seems like a, a weird rarity. I got uh, a blue base set FTR mm. which you just throw that in the bin mm. uh, except it, it says their finisher name on it which the normal cards don't I don't know why that's apparently a something thing like that I yeah. don't know if I had the same thing but yeah there was one one that was slightly different from the rest yeah it has it, it just says the finisher but otherwise the same card I don't know what that's about <laughs> um, speaking of spending money mm. I did arrange for some little holiday boops for myself Mm. Uh, for l- September ish. Lovely. So I'm going to be popping over to Italy end of August for a week. Beautiful. To uh, the 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 Tuscany Pisa kind of region. There's a place okay. I like to go there called Viareggio on the coast, which is a very nice little town. I've been there a few times. I'm going to spend some time there working on my tan. Got to get the 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 bod, you know, ripped ripped to shreds. I'll be looking like. Of Looking like Cesaro on the beach. Absolutely. Hairy <laughs> chest. Uh, or, or Claudio, oh. excuse me. Well, I, I've been saying Cesaro a lot lately, and I don't know why. I think I'm that's trying. my first flub. Yeah. Vince McMahon's right. That's it. I've been infected. I have. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to that. And then I'm going to be very briefly in Joe Towner's, not kind of, Joe Towner's neck of the woods. I'll be in North England. Um, Not really his neck of the woods, then. Miles away. So, <laughs> uh, I'll be in the country he is in. Yeah, well, that's closer than I am now. Uh, going to see. Depending uh, <laughs> on where it is, it could be further away. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to see some games of football. Oh. oh. L- so, Liverpool, Man City. Real, no, real football. No, no, no. We are going to see some real football, though. We're going to. For the first time ever, grace the hallowed turf of Wigan Athletics DW Stadium. Oh, beautiful. See some for, rugby league. For a Wigan against Reading in the championship. Support nice. your local team and all that. Yeah, yeah. Followed the next day by Manchester United at home to Leeds. Very nice. Yeah. So 
That'll be a nice little weekend. So we fly out Saturday morning and fly back Sunday evening. So unfortunately, there won't be time for a little trip down to London. But that just means I'll just have to arrange that for another trip over. I'll go on holidays every two weeks now for the rest of my life. Um, go over and have a look at Joe's cards and fill yeah. my pockets with him. <laughs> and he's not looking. <laughs> um, and then finally, the last thing I want to talk about is uh, this crazy world of online dating, guys. Oh, yeah, I've heard it's Ooh, great. What's that all about? So, let me tell you. Um, obviously, now, I, as a single man again, I've been starting to use the, the apps and that, but not, not with any great expectations, just as a kind of exercise to get back in the rhythm of talking to people. Um, like, I, 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 as I was saying to people, last time I was single, I was 24, um, and I've kind of forgotten how to do it. <laughs> More or less. Now, what I will say is, it's there. There is one element of it that's still very much the same as as what I recall from way back in the day, which is, um, it's you. You have to try a lot harder as a man. I feel yes under dating apps than than the women do. So, women, step up, step up your game if you want this. <laughs> oh yeah, is this your opening line? Is this your opening line? <laughs> that's what he puts in the profile. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I, I I do the um, improv thing of of yes and right. I always try to end on like a question or something to keep the conversation moving, right? And when I when I instigate the conversation, that's that's kind of my approach. And when 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 I get a girl first message me, it's always higher. Yeah, it's like what, what, what do I do with that? <laughs> say, say hi back. Say hi back. Is she on the line right now? <laughs> oh we can do the thing she's where in, in my ear and tell me what to do she's in the living room he's yeah it's like, that, it's like that Nathan, Nathan for you episode where he's being coached by a child or H. John Benjamin that's me <laughs> an equally incompetent person in this field yeah so I've been talking to some people it's nice um, people are much worse now though than they used to be at, at replying mm. in general like I remember way back I would have Okay, I think I only ever met one person off an online dating app, and it was a total disaster. <laughs> but um, this was the girl who who like found out I didn't like tea, and that was basically the end of it. Um, which is an, another story. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I used to have conversations on it. Now I feel like I'll get a reply, I'll reply to it, and then three days later I'll get a reply to my reply. And if it feels like sending letters to people. <laughs> <laughs> rather than having a, an ongoing conversation you know so what do you, what do you what do you think has changed you think it's just the times have changed or just because you and uh, you and your counterparts are now older that say people yeah. in your age bracket are shitter at talking which i i would believe possibly um, yeah. although yeah. you also you also get a lot of i don't have notifications on this message me on my instagram as a, as a as a bio yeah which oh, come on now you know you know what i love and totally miss um uh the the um the no bio at all is great no bio at all and a picture of a flower pot (laughs) oh well if there's not listen (laughs) listen you're just skipping that it doesn't it could be it could be fucking it could be fucking lily james on the other side of that 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 account but who cares no no picture i'm not thinking no Come on, let's be real. But yeah, no, 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 nothing in the bio, so you can't have a conversation. You know, it's um, uh, not not you know not to discourage you, but fucking hell, it's a horrible experience. The old online. Uh, well, that's uh, a, that's what I said. Is is I don't have any expectations of. I'll be on in a week, and then I'll be with someone. It's very much just 
let me get talking to people and get kind of into well, right, flow, right, you know? yeah. Um, and if I should meet someone, great. If not, I'm not. I'm not kind of inorganically trying to push in any direction. So, uh, so that's basically all that I've been up to. Alrighty. Uh, what about uh, yourself, Joe? Because oh. I believe it was quite the weekend there over in in England. If it's not, if it wasn't already a bank holiday, it bloody will be next year. Basically, am I right? Bloody should be. Yeah, it's been a very, 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 very uh, exciting week and weekend. I mean, we've been we've been very busy. So uh, midweek uh, th- or Thursday, uh, Michelle and I went to see uh, Miss Phoebe Bridges, lovely, who is a, a recording artist of the rock genre, um, as far as I can tell. Um, I, I have not listened to her music beyond one song, but I right. think she's probably Michelle's favorite current artist. She uh, when she got the tickets. She did sort of run on the spot, like in excitement, and was like, <laughs> pumping her arms in, like, "Come on!" And I was okay. She's she's very pleased about this. Um, so we went to to see her at a venue we've now been to a few times this year. It's the the O2 Academy in Brixton, which is uh, not a massive venue. It's probably like a few thousand people. Um, I think I mentioned we had to see LCD sound system there. Um, and we did get seats, which was a pleasurable experience. And I also had my big Pepsi Max. So I really enjoyed that gig because I got to sit down, <laughs> drink my Pepsi, watch the band that were good. Um, this this one wasn't quite as good because the, the queues were insane. Like people, it, was, it wasn't a really young crowd, but it was a bit younger than the last few concerts we've been to. It was like 20-somethings. And they get there super fucking early, presumably because they don't have any jobs to go to. So they're just fucking, oh, what else are they going to do? Go and queue up outside the venue at like 2, 8, 2 p.m. Uh, so they can get to the front near the stage. So we got there and the queue literally, it took us about 15 minutes to walk to the end of the queue. Like that's how long it was. It, it was kind of snaking all around South London, like possibly up to Wigan. I'm not sure, but it, it was very, very long. So anyway, we got in, we managed to get our seats. We did have seats this time, so that was good. But because we got in a bit later, we were a bit further back, which was annoying. But having said that, all in all, very good experience. Um, yeah, not my kind of music. Michelle really loves it. It's a mm. bit kind of slow for me. I only like like headbanging stuff you know i need at least 200 bpm otherwise i'm not <laughs> right. interested um but she, she it was a very good artist very good performance it was great kind of production and everything so i really enjoyed that so that was really good got home about midnight which oh, to be honest on a thursday it's a bit late for me i'm bit much, bit much you know what i mean wrap it, up, Phoebes, wrap it up come on now we get so home. On, like, like, can't, they, can't they come on at seven o'clock or something yeah. you know what i mean just yeah get it over by nine Phoebe, can we get it down to six six really six, good songs best songs because yeah you know, but um, that was good. And then Friday, we were, we were back out again. Um, we went into into the city, into London, um, where there's it's the summer, lots of tourists. It was fucking busy, like millions of people out in the sea, in the sun, enjoying it. It was great. But we um, stopped for some food. And then we went to a little comedy gig. Um, and we saw a comedian that we saw uh, back at Christmas um, called Patty Harrison. Okay. Who's a very funny lady. She was in uh, that Sandra Bullock film, The Lost City. Um, oh yeah, playing the assist. She played the kind of weird assistant to Sandra Bullock. Um, she is very, very funny, and I, I think I, the first time we went to see her, I didn't even know who we were seeing. Michelle had just bought the tickets. I just went along, and was like, well, whatever, I'll just, I'll just go. 
Um, but this time I, you know, I knew what to expect and I think I enjoyed it quite a bit more. She's very, very funny, very engaging as well. Um, and she's quite, she has quite surreal comedy. It's not just kind of observational stuff, which to be honest, I can't stand. Like I never watch like <laughs> any of that stuff, whatever. I don't know if you guys are obviously live at the Apollo, which is on BBC one. Yeah, uh, yeah, if you ever yeah. stumbled across that, but that's the kind of thing I would, I, I can't switch it off soon enough because it's <laughs> people going, you know, right? I was I was at a shop the other day, right? And you, has this ever happened to you when you're at the shops and some man and he comes over and uh, oh, fuck, awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. awful stuff. Um, but she's very surreal and quite dark, and then it's very very funny. So I enjoyed that a lot. That was good. And then, lads, to top it all off, Sunday. We didn't record more, the show. More AW cards. More AW cards <laughs> arrive. Right. What's Sunday. the deal with these cards? You get the Miro pants sometimes. Sometimes you get FTR finishing card. <laughs> oh, did that ever happen to you? Um, <laughs> so as I've as I mentioned in previous weeks, the European Championships of of football of soccer have been on uh, the last few weeks. They've been hosted in England, um, so it's been a lot of excitement kind of locally. Been watching all the games. The England's women's team have been doing very well, scoring lots of goals. They won one game 8-0. They beat Northern Ireland 5-0. They beat Sweden 4-0. They've been scoring goals galore. And they got to the final. And I'm sure you remember, lads, England got to the men's final last year and Mm. tragically, obviously, lost to Italy. It was awful, awful scenes. Um, And of course, I was fearing, you know, would we see a repeat of what happened last year? Would it be an England team getting to another European final at Wembley Stadium, losing again. Everyone, you know, has their jokes and it's 50 more years of hurt. But then I watched it and they did it. They won. They won 2-1 in injury time. They beat Germany. It was a very tight game, very physical um, from kind of both sides. I think a bit like a lot of finals, it tends to be... People are a bit too scared to kind of take a chance. And so it gets a little bit kind of bitty. The pass completion's not there. A lot more fouls and stuff. But ultimately, they scored one of the best goals I've ever seen an England team score. The opening goal. It was absolutely fabulous. Uh, the, the ball through and the, and the lob as well. It was. I've watched it about 50 times today. It, <laughs> it was, was absolutely. Nice. It was a beautiful goal. And the winner was not beautiful. It was a one-yard uh, toe poke, tap-in, goal-mouth scramble. Um but it doesn't matter because they won. And I was very, very pleased for the women because obviously history of the women's game has been quite fraught with not being taken seriously and misogyny and uh, not having the money and the resources that the men do. But they've come along and, and they won it. And they've the first trophy England have won in oh, nearly 60 years. So it was absolutely fantastic. And the way they played as well, it wasn't like, you know, grinding out one nils. They were scoring goals, playing brilliantly. It was like how we all kind of dreamed of seeing the men play for the last you know, 30, 40 years and that's never happened. Um, so they went they went out and did it. So I'm very pleased for all of them and they all seem like wonderful, wonderful people as well. So I've been very happy today. Very, very happy. Could, contrasted with last year, which was on my birthday. The day was the day after oh. England lost and I was distraught. So yeah, a lot happier this year. That's my life, guys. Well done. Um, speaking of the footy... It's 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 the week before the Premier League is going to return, so we have to do our our Premier League predictions quickly um, for the coming season. So we did this last year, Joe. I think you walked it. You were like the English uh, team there. The women handily walked your way to the trophy. Four nils left and right. 
uh, beaten off myself and Barry, not in that way. No, just and that was that was our little uh, reward for trying, you know. <laughs> that was the bet. <laughs> winner, winner gets to beat off the other two. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, okay, so I haven't written anything down. We're we're totally blank here. Uh, let's start with the top four. Uh, I don't mind to go first on this one. I'm going to put number one, Man City. Number two, Liverpool. Number three, I'm going to go for Tottenham Hotspur. And number four, I'm going to go for Arsenal. That's going to be my top four. Okay. So I... Number one, this is tough. I'm going to say number one, Liverpool. Yeah. Number two, Manchester City. Yeah. Number three, Spurs. Yeah. Number four, Chelsea. Chelsea, okay. Barry. Oh, um, uh, I am going to bet they all have a great time. Okay. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see about that. Come uh, when's the when's the first season end of season May again? Is it May? Season? Might be a bit later. <laughs> okay, number that five. Like a great time to me. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, number five through to number eight, uh, and these ones don't necessarily. I don't, I don't need to be in any specific order, but just the five to eight. I'll go for um, go for Man United. Go for Chelsea. Uh, I'll go for. Who am I forgetting? West Ham, I suppose. And I'll go for Newcastle United. How about that? Ooh. Okay. Joe, up to you. Um, Arsenal. Manchester United. Um, West Ham. Yeah. And Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest, right? But I think you had Brentford in that spot mm. last time, mm. didn't you? Barry, do you want to go for a number five through to number eight? I I'm going to say they are going to have a less of a good time, but uh, through stiff upper lip and love of the game, they're going to be they're going to get through it. Okay. Do you want me to repeat that or you could? No, I got it. <laughs> Barry, so uh, we basically go for the same teams there, Joe. I've gone Newcastle, you've got Nottingham Forest. Barry yeah. says that these teams will have a less of a good time, but through a stiff upper lip and a love of the game, that they will get through it. Love of the game, very important. Underrated. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, relegation, bottom three. All right, I'm going to throw in Bournemouth. <laughs> I'm going to go Leeds. And I'll go for. I'll go for Everton. I think that'll be my bottom three for this season. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go Fulham. Okay. Tony won't be happy to hear that. Well, spend a bit more fucking money then. Um, stop licensing songs for your little wrestling federation. Yeah, stop, stop signing every fucking reject from Ring of Honor and NXT and get a decent centre half. Um, 
So, yeah, Bournemouth, Bournemouth, Fulham, and Southampton. Okay. Wow, we've gone for three different teams there. Except Bournemouth. Bournemouth are the only crossover. Barry, who's going to get relegated? Uh, I'm going to go for Bournemouth. Yeah. Okay. Um, Manchester United. <laughs> oh, God. And Liverpool. Okay. I think you've gone for Liverpool to be relegated before. Uh, didn't happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, top scorer. I think I'm going to go for... Uh, I'll go. I'll go for Harry Kane to be top scorer this season. Ooh, that's a good guess. I kind of want to go the same, but I don't want to just copy you. But I do think I'll go Harry Kane. I do think that is a great shout. Okay. So I think he's going to have a full season fit. I will. Similar line. But I'm going to go slightly different. I'm going to go for corporate Kane. <laughs> Uh, very good. <laughs> player of the year, not De Bruyne, as he always wins. He did win it last year. So who will be the player of the year this season? Um, I'm going to go for player of the year will be... Um, I'll go for Mohamed Salah. Um, big, big new contract. I'm going to go... I'll go for Harry Kane as well. Oh, player of the year. The double. All right. And Barry, player of the year. Um, I think it's a, probably a safe pick based on the last couple of years, but, you know, safe for a reason. I'm, I'm probably going to go with another strong year for uh, Roman Reigns. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, overachievers. Who are the overachievers going to be this year? Um, I will say... Uh, I was, well, I can't really say Newcastle because the amount of fucking money they have behind them. Um, overachievers, I will say that I'll say that Fulham will overachieve. Doesn't have to be a team. Overachiever can be can be anything. I guess can but, be a person or two. Uh, yeah. I will go Manchester United. Okay, although you don't have them in the top four, that's pretty ridiculous. No, but. I think they will overachieve. It won't be horrible this season, at least. That would be... Oh, they'll overachieve and come fifth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, who will overachieve? Uh, I would say um, it'll be a pretty strong year for the lads who run the VAR machine. I, I hope that we get some VAR when I'm, in, uh, when I'm watching the game. That'd be great. Uh, underachievers. Uh, who will underachieve? Um, I think we called this with Everton last season, but based on that, we can't say Everton again because they won't really underachieve, will they? Um, I think underachieving will be Leicester City. I think they might even finish lower than they did last season. Underachieving. Um... Leicester's a good one. I was thinking maybe West Ham. So I don't know if they'll keep up their momentum. Um, uh, Chelsea. Make some signings. Um, 
I'm going to say, oh, I don't know, who should I go for? Uh, I'll go for Newcastle. Okay. I think they'll, yeah, they'll spend some money, but they won't uh, do as well as they think. Barry, who will underachieve this year? I, I mean, same if people underachieves every year, those bloody referees. Do you know what I mean? They can't be relied upon. Well, do you think, based on that, that the lads who run the VR machines should kind of take over from the referees entirely? I mean, I think if they are overachievers of the year, I think so. And then the okay. underachievers yeah. of the refs, I mean, that's that just, have, just have robots do it, is what I think. Uh, who's going to win the FA Cup this year? Uh, I will go for I'll go for uh, for Arsenal to have a little FA Cup run. I'll say Man City. Man City. Who's going to win the FA Cup, Barry? Uh, oh, it's clues in the title, lads. I will say the Football Association will win that. I mean, that's weird. Despite their, their being in the name, I don't think they've ever won it. Well, I mean, they, they, well, that's why that's why they are my underachiever of the year for the last twenty years. You know, yeah, they're due uh, in, and I've always been right about that. Uh, Carabao Cup. Uh, let's 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 be bold here and say the Man United will win the Carabao Cup. Who the fuck is in that? Uh, the teams who are in the English Football League. Okay. Whereas the FA Cup is open to anybody, basically. Oh, okay. okay. You're, you're we, diddle, we could have a go at the FA Cup. Diddle Squat Town can be in the, the FA Cup. Okay. <laughs> now, they have won it. They did actually win it. 1904. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they were Diddle Squat Rovers at the time. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Before the merger. Mm. I'll go Man City again. Ooh. Okay, Barry. I will go... Uh, I'm running out of joke answers. Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and then finally, the Champos Ligo. Um, I'll go for. Ooh, who in the Champions League? I'll say. I'll say it'll finally happen. I'll say that. Paris Saint-Germain will win it. Oh, good choice. Good choice. Um, I'm going to go just Real Madrid again. Okay. Then they just win every fucking year. Forever. Yeah, they'll be 15, wouldn't they? If they win again. Very last bit. Uh, I won't specify which one, but one of the Milans. Okay. I hedged my bets a little bit, but, you yeah, know. I thought you, I I thought you might have thrown in a, a Sligo Rovers or something there. No. Have to keep it somewhat believable. They have very little chance. One of the Milans. Okay. We have it there. Lovely. Okay, that's saved. That's gone into the the bank for next year. Remind me to do it this time so I don't forget. Okay. Okay. You looking forward to the PL starting on Friday? Um, I don't know, Barry. Are you looking forward to the PL starting? I mean, I'll just say this and I'll leave it at this because I I know the fans will will know what I mean as much as I ever am. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm excited. It feels like it's just too soon, though. I feel like the season only just ended and and suddenly it's back. I never really got to that point where I was sort of bored and longing for football. 
because it was like Champions League. We had the AW Cards Keepers Cup. I had the cards, we had the Euros, we had we got the Commonwealth Games, of course, all oh, the Commonwealth Games, uh-huh. uh, Wimbledon. Yeah, there was just all this stuff going on. So, um, But I'm, I'm sure once we get going, it depends what happens with United, for shit. And wow. Mike's Having watched some of the preseason matches, ooh, bibber. Get ready for some more. We control the game and can score, and then the other team scores. Yep. There'll be a lot more of that happen. Should have bought a striker, maybe. Ooh. Beg Ronaldo to stay. Um, speaking of music, which we were, I listened to a new album this week. Go on. Uh, it's Is it Act One of Renaissance? Is that how it was being promoted? I don't know. I have not listened to a Beyonce record in like 15 years. Okay. Actually, no, that's not true. I watched the Lemonade thing when that came out, but I... Yeah, I've not I've not seen sight or sound of this one. Okay, so it's, it's called Renaissance, also titled as Act One Renaissance. So I don't know if the, if if it's kind of part of a double album or what's happening with that. Okay, uh, it is long, which is kind of what struck me as being weird, given that it was being publicized as, as Act One. I thought, okay, well, if it's Act One and an Act Two is coming, then I would think it, you know you might be looking at about forty five minutes. New sixty two and a half, maybe. Um, and yeah, I'm not someone who's who's ever listened to a Beyonce album. I kind of I have a love hate relationship with with Beyonce. I really enjoy some of her earlier pop. Mm. Uh, looking crazy and oh, I can love it, tremendous. Uh, Destiny's Child, love a lot of the Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child, great, absolutely. Um, and then she put out Run the World, girls in brackets. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my least favorite songs ever. Yeah, just uh, like like a drill to the brain. That song. So we said we'd give it a try. So I said, "Well, look, this will be one of the big releases of the year. Might as well get me ears on it and see what the big deal is about this Beyonce woman." And like I feel about Beyonce in general, I kind of felt that way about the album. I think it's. Uh, the better parts of it feel very throwbacky in a good way. There's right. there's some there's some definite um, f- moments where it feels like 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 a throwback to Destiny's Child or or early Beyonce or even earlier than that. There's some of it that feels kind of refreshingly retro and not in a way that um. Not in, in a way that feels like, oh, Stranger Things, it's the 80s again. Right, you know? like actually from that era. Actually, yeah. Actually. The musical equivalent, I think, and I like this guy's musical album, I feel like the, a lot of the weekend stuff is very yes. kind yeah. of, I'm just putting the surface level sounds of different eras on here, but I'm still making modern music. You know? Yes, I agree. Uh, that was that was the first album I listened to this year was The Weeknd's new one. Mm. Um I will say though the parts of Renaissance I don't like is, is are where Beyonce, who who I would normally think of as very much like a trendsetter, Beyonce, she's she she she's very much ahead of the curve. But here it sounds like she is following the trends of your your Cardi B, your Nicki Minaj, and actually is putting out music with that kind of sound to it, which I never associated with Beyonce. Certainly not, as not like a rapper, but there are songs that sound more similar to those kind of artists than what I would typically associate with Beyonce. And I wasn't too hot on those ones, to be honest. Mm. Um, also, there's uh, this isn't a 
conversation piece about the album itself, but there's a, a, a burgeoning controversy about the album that she uses the word spaz in it, which I've always found super oh, interesting. Yeah. The disparity yeah. in how that word is perceived in the US versus the UK. Didn't um, Lizzo just have to re-release exactly the same thing? And there was a Nintendo game. Yeah, that's that actually, had yeah. the same thing. You got recalled. I think it was a Mario was Party. A Mario Party. Yeah, there was it was something like go spaz on the analog stick or something. I don't remember like what that it was. Yeah. yeah, it was mental because it's like, especially a company the size. I, I suppose. I mean, I guess. With with Beyonce, it's like okay, she's you know an artiste. She's writing her songs. She doesn't have she doesn't have people come in and go over her lyrics with a fine tooth comb. I would imagine not. She's like the biggest pop star on the planet. But when Nintendo, when that happened, I was like, how did that slip through? Surely ten million people, because they're such a conscious company. Surely ten million people look at those scripts before those games come out. But anyway, but then the issue is in the US, it's just not seen as that big of a deal. It's so. yeah, it's just it's not yeah exactly. Even though the connotations are basically the same. I've yeah. always found that quite strange. Yeah, it's strange that it means. What What do they mean by it? It means yeah. short for spastic. So yeah, yeah. Like, why is it not offensive? Yeah, not to get not to get my soapbox, but it it doesn't seem to me much different than um, the R word or or you know things of that nature. It seems mm. very aligned to that, but one is kind of fine and the other is not. Um. Mm. So that's apparently being patched out of the album. So if you want to hear the right the, the spaz version, get on it quick. Um, so I, I, so does I assume these the because so is this on? I assume as well as all the digital platforms, like I sound like such a fucking granddad. They still do they still release compact discs of these albums? Does, does Beyonce <laughs> still do a delivery to golden discs with some records on it? Um, I like. I imagine now people are going to be trying to sell original pressing yeah. CDs with the with the unedited. Here's the pure vi- vision of her song, you know, on eBay for five grand or whatever. Um, I, people do still buy CDs, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 they do. Yeah, they still exist. Yeah, um, yeah, because I know that that's something as well that um, hasn't Kanye West his last album brought out like five different versions. Of it. He's constantly updating it and. Oh, the last, the last two. I think. I think the life of Pablo was the the exact same. It was constant, constant, uh, being pulled down, being put back up. He was announcing, okay, this version's different. Then people were like, okay, he didn't say anything, but this is different from the way it was a couple of days ago. Yeah, it's very cynical. It's kind of funny because in the gaming kind of sphere, we mostly look at that as a positive thing. Every now and then, there's a rare example of something being changed that maybe people don't like, but. I'm very. I, I don't really like it in in any other context. I don't like it in movies. I don't like it in music. I don't really mm. like it at all. Well, I even in games, you know, there are there are times where it's it's to fix a broken element of a game, or mm. you know, there, there's times where where they they'll patch something in a more artistic way, like the the Spider Man one recently, where they changed the Peter Parker model. Space, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't really like those kind of changes. No. But if it's something like oh this character would like glitch through a wall we fixed that mm. that that would be the equivalent of you know if, if if there was a problem with the cd that they they went out and fixed like the, the, oh there was a scratch on the disc now here's a the scratch is gone anyway to take it back to beyonce it is generally i would say very good like i said there are certain elements of it that i just didn't didn't really get on with because like i said it, it kind of felt less like a Beyonce album and more like Beyonce trying to do what's 
popular at the moment, which was kind of the deal with popular music, to be fair. But I like the songs specifically that were were less in that direction. Um, and yeah, she's still she's a, a really strong front woman, a really strong uh, presence. You can kind of even feel that through the album without necessarily watching her perform live, which is something you don't see too often. Uh, but yeah, I would say generally I enjoyed it, uh, but there's definitely maybe a third of it that I would just cut out and say, don't, don't do them songs, do these ones that were good. Uh, so that's all, I don't, don't have much, too much else to say about it. I can see it's been getting pretty good reviews generally. Mm. So that, Again, like the, uh, whatever, the metal one I did the other week, it might just be that. Oh, so, um, it's uh, just not not my thing. Uh, uh, bollock collapse, I believe it was. <laughs> I I was I was annoyed. I missed bollock collapse talk. Oh, well, um, I was annoyed. I listened to it. <laughs> yeah, I I also actually just on that subject, I did appreciate the bit completely falling to pieces because you weren't able to find two songs that were actually kind of similar to each other <laughs> when you were pulling up your samples. That was great. That was uh, a couple of weeks ago, folks. Go and uh, check that that bad boy out from the archives. Uh, anyway, anyway, Beyonce album good. Beyonce album good. A thumbs up endorsement here from Mr. Polly G. Up next, we will do Telly Guff. Uh, I suppose the, the, probably the main thing to jump into here: uh, uh, the talk of the town this week, the rehearsal. Joe, uh, mm. I have not seen the most recent episode. Are you all the way caught up? Yeah, well, first three we've watched. Okay, um, which is interesting. I thought I assumed it would be a kind of self-contained episodes um, mm. not to spoil it but it does start to overlap and go yeah. into two parters which was it was interesting uh, I it was, makes I me was, think it's going to be a very different show than i was kind of expecting yeah I, I i was surprised when episode two ended and it was kind of not resolved mm. it was kind of a, a rolling um uh thing uh yeah i i mean i'm loving it i i, I think it's fantastic and i think it's it's such a bizarre uh, evolution of not only his earlier stuff, but what that whole genre has been up to this point, um, which has been fascinating to see. Yeah, it is. It is completely unique, and you kind of sit there thinking, what sort of mind comes up with this stuff, and then just how the attention to detail and the almost obsessiveness of it is engrossing, but also a little bit like uncomfortable. It's almost like watching a, a psychological like thriller because <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah, what, how is he? How, is he? How does he get away with this? Like, it is bizarre at times, but also just completely like amazing, fascinating. So, yeah, really enjoying it. Uh, yeah, I, I hope I actually might, might catch up on that most recent episode after after this because I'm I'm itching to see it because it does seem to have really rattled some cages this week. There were like three mm. separate conversations and like two separate articles about how Nathan Fielder's gone too far and he's he's <laughs> ridiculing the general public with his evil uh, machinations on his new HBO show. And I'm like, shut up, come on, shut up, fuck it, you nerd, like, like come on. How how do you not go straight to air with that absolute Jesus freak in the second oh episode? I was, I mean, I don't want to spoil it for Paul. I 
was howling at br- pretty much everything he said. And the scene with his roommate, oh my God, oh that was some of the God. funniest, that was some of the funniest, like, fly on the wall shit I've ever seen in my life. So we won't we won't get too into that's it, the that's the strange shit. Yeah, it's he finds these really weird people. They're so compelling. They could almost you could just do an hour long fly on the wall. Yeah, about some of these people, but you only get to see like little glimpses of them, and it's like it's almost like that's not the main point. It's like a little sideshow, but they're more interesting than like ninety percent of people in other documentaries. Like yeah. pick any Netflix documentary, <laughs> I guarantee the subjects will not be as interesting as the people that pop up for. To 90 seconds in a Nathan Fielder um, episode. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's great. Uh, yeah, so uh, I suppose we can, we can segue on that over to Nathan for you. Paul, how are you, how are you getting through there on the old Nathan for you front? Uh, well, I, I'm very much appreciating it. What's great about it is, is I was having a conversation in, in, on Discord the other day about this very subject, is that um, compared to something like or at number two, remember that movie that came out, uh, which felt very edited and very manipulated after the fact. I like here that he goes in with a singular point to generate a, a, a weird response by being as we- weird as possible. Mm. And that was very evident in episode four when uh, a conversation opened up about drinking uh, a grandson's pee. <laughs> that is uh, an all timer, that, that particular. Yeah. Which even Nathan himself seemed to be taken by surprise by. He couldn't believe his <laughs> luck, why he, the gold he had unearthed. So to speak. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but don't, after five, don't drink. It's trash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so very, very good. I just watched another one today. The, um, the Haunted House and The Hunk, the fake TV show. <laughs> the Hunk. Oh Both very good. The hunk was, I felt, particularly appropriate to me watching it at this point because I felt very, like maybe that's what I need to do now is make a fake TV show with the women in the door. Uh, but yeah, very very good, very enjoyable. Um, should I should have watched more? I just uh, didn't have a chance to watch it this week as much as I wanted to. But I'm on episode six of season one now. I know there's not that many episodes, so I should be able to breeze through it relatively quickly. I might watch one or two after we finish today. But it's great. It's great, and he's great, and the whole thing is great, and also great is Succession, mm. which is oof, I know I sang the praises of recently, but is is really really one of the, one of the better shows I think I've ever watched. Um, Bore on the floor, just watched that one uh, the other day. It was very very good. Um, God. I mean, yeah, if anybody out there is not has not st- started watching Succession yet, that's a show you need to get on board with ASAP. I'm almost ashamed it took me so long to get on, on board with it for as good as it is. Certainly better than shows that got very, very successful in years past. Look at you, Game of Thrones. Um, it's it's t- really top, top stuff. It's great. Always catches me by surprise when I see executive producers Will Ferrell and Adam McKay pop up. Um, so do watch Succession. Watch it. It's better than most. You know, you know your favorite show. It's probably better than that. Yeah, probably better than that. That's how good it is. That's all I've been watching. 
All right, I've been watching quite a bit uh, this week. Uh, I finally, like it was my fucking homework, I finished Miss Marvel on Disney. I'm really out now. I'm really out of all of these things. I can't watch. I'm not. I'm never finishing Obi Wan. I'm fairly sure of that. And I, 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 despite being like really entertained by the first episode of Miss Marvel, it's just it was pretty soul destroying trying to get through the rest of it. Um, and then obviously we talked about Thor last week, which was a shit. Um, so really, really done with that. I did as part of Book Guff. I did start the the original incredibly successful run of the Miss Marvel comic, or I guess the the Kamala Khan uh, era from 2014 by G. Willow Wilson, which was very, very, very good. I'm about three or four issues into that. Uh, the art is gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Really, really good uh, comic. And it's kind of, again, it kind of shows the, the promise of the show was that like that first episode encapsulated a lot of that stuff from the comic really well. And then it just became uh, boring, uh, $2 budget, horrendous CGI laser fest, TV show that looked and sounded like shit, uh, whereas in the comic it's all like good and still interesting and still looks nice and the characters are intriguing and things like that. So I'm enjoying that that the the comic uh, quite a lot at the moment. Elsewhere on the TV front, I watched the first episode of Netflix's new Resident Evil show with Lance Reddick as um, Albert Wesker, and I have to say I liked it i liked the first episode i have not watched anything else yet reserving the right to say it went completely off hill the review's been fairly mixed the guardian gave it four stars would you believe for that that tv series which i was a little bit surprised to see and there have been some there have been some positive reviews uh so i said i'd give it a look i thought the first episode was quite good it's uh, i don't think it's not based on any game it's it's kind of just doing its own thing it's basically split timeline lance reddick and he reloads in 2022 relocates his kids to this very creepy um uh globex corporation style city that that basically houses all the employees for umbrella the evil corporation from resident evil and so yeah they live in the hammock district um <laughs> uh, uh, and it's you know it's all like again it's not the best looking cgi in the world but i think it's a decent looking show they've got a very creepy uh, model house style suburbia, incredibly fake, but in a good way looking kind of suburbia where he and his two daughters live. He's a very shady uh, upper level executive in Umbrella. His character, Albert Wesker, is a big bad supervillain in the games. I guess this will play out as some kind of origin story. He's like a normal dude with a shady past in the in the show. But it's a split timeline because it, it then it's doing that and then it's flashing forward to one of his daughters 15 years in the future and she's fighting uh, giant maggots and zombies in the dystopian Resident Evil zombie future and it's flicking back and forth between current times, how it all went tits up an umbrella, future times dystopian future. I think it's pretty interesting I think the performances are all good, it's a little bit corny, uh, much like actual Resident Evil games, you can kind of ponder is it corny because it's just like a little bit middling or are they leaning into the B movie cheese of it or what's the thing I'm enjoying it as a little bit of cheese. Uh, and like I say, I'm still one episode in, I, I reserve the right to, uh, to turn on this if it drags, but uh, pleasantly surprised, pleasantly surprised by that. So I'll stick with that. I've, I've never seen a resident evil film, TV or game. They are. Is it zombies or something? It's zombies. Okay. Yeah. It's um, it's, the games are very Romero-inspired zombie mm. fiction. 
Um, they had like legendarily bad peak. Like think of typical bad video game dialogue in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, like on the first PlayStation, they were like it, when it was still novel to have good high quality audio sample voices. They were saying things like there was like an infamous quote where like uh, there's a uh, one of the characters gets out of a of a uh, a trap room where the the ceiling is collapsing and she gets out at the last second and one of her allies goes oh you were nearly a Jill sandwich and it's like this iconic cheesy <laughs> bad line uh, and then like in modern times they got a little bit more self serious and it's like you don't really have the chops for this and now mm. they're on a very good streak it's been around for twenty years so the series has gone up and down and in the middle and highs, lows, and it's on a really high streak at the moment now where the games are kind of leaning into the cheese and they're doing lots of horror homages and not taking themselves too seriously. The movies, I mean, the movies are just bad. I mean, they're just really, really bad. Uh, the ones I've seen anyway, the the um, Paul W.S. Anderson um, uh, uh, movies, he, right. he also of Monster Hunter fame starring his wife, which was also bad. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so, but it's like a media empire. The games are absolutely massively successful. The films were obviously massively successful because yeah. they made like eight of them. Uh, somehow, like they were all panned. But, uh, but yeah, this is this is okay. This is okay. Uh, so I'll I'll report back uh, uh, with with how that goes. Also, something I will report back on next week. Uh, I found an original series on Paramount Plus of all services. Uh, that intrigued me. I watched the first episode of Players. Uh, here's the elevator pitch on Players. It is a mockumentary uh, sort of uh, satirizing most of the modern sports documentaries, but specifically the the Last Dance. Mm. But their subject matter is on like an aging esports guy who is uh, struggling in his, his twilight years as his, as his league of legends team recruits a youngster to, to kind of be the new, the new Don. Um, and so it's uh, that's, that's the premise. And it's, it's very much like it is poking a, a lot of fun at esports in general, but thankfully, cause it would get tiresome very quickly. It's not just doing, they're a bunch of virgins and yeah, they yeah. they drink monster and have acne and don't talk to girls it's way more kind of again aping the kind of last dance thing it's kind of doing that thing where the central figure who and again playing off the fact that all these people have ridiculous usernames as their sports mm. personality like the main guy's name is cream cheese and so he's he's so he's having all these dead serious conversations about his legacy and he's called cream cheese um uh and it's 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 very fun uh it's quite clever uh i suppose the big selling point on it is it is from the creators of american vandal uh which was a most underrated show the the most underrated certainly i mean probably in all of television but certainly among all the slop that does well on netflix the fact that stranger things is the thing that literally everyone talks about proper water cooler conversation stuff and like nobody watched american vandal it's criminally underwatched um but if you if you liked and enjoyed that show uh if you boot up the first episode of players Mm. you will straight away it's picking it's you it's so obviously done by the same people it's the same kind of vibe uh, uh, and it's um, it's very funny. It's uh, it's got some clever jokes. It's got some very silly jokes, but also 
I'm very much encouraged by the first episode because like American Vandal, it's kind of got like a through line of some actually interesting characters and it's doing mm-hmm. some interesting stuff. It's taking its time to flesh everything out. It's not a gag a minute, um, but it is, uh, I'm enjoying it. So uh, I think it's eight episodes, only about a half hour each. Uh, so I will assurely have that done by next week. But uh, that's pl- uh, Players, it's called. Uh, that's on Paramount. So if anyone is waiting to cash in their trial on that service, uh, or if they have that service, that is... Uh, that is something we wanted to watch on that, that Michelle wanted to watch, but I can't remember, but... I Halo. Like, oh, yeah, that was it. She said she <laughs> really wanted to see Halo. Um, but I, and I wonder if they're going to have Top Gun Maverick as well, because it's Paramount. I assume so. They have that it might be worth waiting for it. There. You know, yeah, um, yeah, um, and they've got all their Nickelodeons. I have not, I have not really watched anything on there, um, just because mm. I don't really have the time. But uh, yeah, uh, when I when I heard those guys were involved with that show, I was like, all right, fair enough. Because I was, I, I after it was cancelled, I was holding out hope that that somehow American Vandal would come back in some capacity. Mm. But this is this very much feels like the spiritual uh, follow up to it. Uh, on the subject of Top Gun. I did. I did watch top, the first Top Gun for the first time um, uh, this week in preparation for seeing Maverick. Um, I mean, like it's not good, really. Um, but I kind of understand why it has its legacy. It's it is so unholy levels of cheesy that um, I would love to show it to someone to like show it to like a 15 year old who is, who has no concept of, of it culturally and ask them if they think it's a satire or a, or a, a deadpan serious thing. Uh, I suppose even back in the eighties, it wasn't even, I don't think it was really clear what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of enjoyed it overall in spite of itself. I think it's quite poorly directed as an action film. I think it's the characterization is very shallow, but it's so ridiculously amusing with how over the top it is. Like I knew of the, um, the uh, the volleyball scene, right? That's famous. Everyone knows that. That's proper, you know. Uh, I am your father level iconic mm. that everyone knows. But there's just like there's a bunch of scenes where they might as well just turn around and say, "I'm going to do better than you on that race course tonight." Oh yeah, not if I fucking suck your cock first. It's like it's it's like it's not just kind of homoerotic. It's all kind of like I'll mm. fucking kiss your fucking face off if you get any closer to me, buddy. It's like it's all like really weird macho. Uh, I'm going to smooch you uh, uh, trash talking in a way where like the, the volleyball scene is like the least on the nose of some of the scenes in it. Uh, and it's very entertaining as a result. Um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of thought that the original Top Gun through sheer cheese alone kind of crossed the line to like a decent film, but I, it's not, I think if it didn't have the cheese factor, I don't think anyone would remember it at all. Um, oh. And then I saw, Maverick this week, which is like an actually really good film in a in a very surprising kind of way. It's like infinitely better in its craftsmanship as a film. It is obviously more spectacular. Uh, it is modernized in quite a lot of ways. Um, but like they do way more with the Maverick character. The the as these movies always have to have these modern kind of sequels. They've got a. a a new generation of younger characters to take up the mantle. Those are all way more fleshed out than the original cast characters, like way more. Uh, The stakes are clearer. They're way more interesting. Um, It is great. 
it is great. It is truly, truly excellent popcorn cinema. Um, and I was glad we did kind of quickly rush through watching the first Top Gun so we could just go and see Maverick before it left the cinema. Uh, I would have, I'm glad I watched it in the cinema. I will say that. Um, yeah, it's excellent. Um, I know it's gotten a lot of endorsements, but uh, really, really good. It's been crazy. I mean, the amount of money it's taken, it's like, mm. it's literally, I think it's done as much as um, Doctor Strange and Thor put together. Like, which is crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Good. You make a good movie. People will see it. People will see it. it as long as it's out. plenty gay, baby. Plenty gay. That is that is the one thing about it. I think is that um uh it it I think it rains some of that stuff in a little bit. Um uh you know um but again it's it's more it's a better overall movie so I'll take it. Um, uh, but one thing, one thing I like about it, and this is maybe why it's it's a little less over the top. Um, especially uh, we've, I feel like for the last six weeks we've we've harped on about Marvel. I don't want to have another Marvel conversation this week. But the great thing about this movie is there's a couple of jokes in it here or there. But this movie is completely earnest. Yeah, there is no one going. Ah, okay, I guess we're fucking shooting the missile now. Ah, big red button. There's nobody doing that in this movie ever. Mm. And it's like, again, that's not to say it's completely self-serious, dead fucking... It's not. But it mostly is taking itself very seriously. When it comes time for a joke, the joke is a more traditional, straightforward joke. It's not constant, constant, constant honking fucking uh, uh, sarcasm and winking and nodding and nudging. And I really appreciate that. There is an Mm. earnestness missing from action movies and from popcorn films these days that I I really miss. Yeah, like Um, Fury Road. It's very similar. Yes. No, yeah. it's not like a, oh, we're having an action movie. No, it's life and death. Like, mm. we need to fucking escape or we need to blow up the missile silo. We need to fucking get it done. Mm. I think that's why the stakes in like a Doctor Strange, it's like, oh, let's destroy the Mocha Hocker book of magic bollocks. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, okay, okay, who cares? Whatever. Uh, I've never seen this character before. I'll never see them again. Doesn't matter. I don't care. So yeah, yes. Good old Tom. Tom Cruise. Good old Tom. I gotta. We got. I gotta organize a, a binge of all the the Mission Impossibles before the next one. Mm. Um, Brona hasn't seen any of them. I've seen one, and then I've seen the modern trilogy. I haven't seen two or three. So it's gonna start at the beginning and watch them all. Yeah. Um. Uh. Because that movie is sure to deliver. Sure to deliver. Uh, and that's all I saw this week. What did you boys watch? Uh, I watched a couple of uh, horror films. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I was in that mood. I was in the mood for some horror, thrillery, spooks and weirdness. And Spookies. and is that a ghost? Is it not? What's happening? Yeah. Where am I? So firstly, I watched uh, Don't Look Now, which is a, a very famous 1973 Donald Sutherland and uh, Julie Christie uh, movie. Uh, I don't know, Barry, if you've seen it, but set in Venice. So you might have a, a, a more of a link to it than me because I've never been to Venice. But mm. what a great setting for that kind of movie Venice is. Yeah. Uh, perf- perfectly chosen. So Don't Look Now is, uh, is one of these uh, films that's way ahead of its time because I feel like it's a... Uh, it's not that it was never done before, but I feel like very recently you have 
movies that have come out like Babadook and things of that nature where where the film is about grief is about yeah you know this was doing that 50 years ago this film mm. is about is about a couple who uh, lose a child very early on in an accident and in trying to push through uh with life uh, the husband who works as like a I don't know if he does like uh, architecture or if he's like re- restoring churches, basically. He's working on the restoration of this old church in right. Venice. And so they get brought over to Venice to work on that. And he, as he's working, he starts to see little weird things. And oh, what's, the, what's that around the corner? As the wife who's there meets this couple of elderly ladies, one of whom is is blind, who claims to have the gift of second sight and is possibly able to communicate with their dead daughter. We'll leave it there. But mm. it's um, similar, weirdly, to Top Gun, the first one. I feel like the direction, it feels at points like amateurish, but in a way that actually adds to the, the feeling of watching the film, kind of in a, in a, in a kind of Blair Witchy way. I, I never buy into that it's real, but... I don't know what, just some, some, something about the way that it's edited and the way that it's shot f- feels kind of home video-y. It's not like found footage or anything, but it has that feel to it that, that kind of adds to it in the same way it, I think it did to something like The Wicker Man. It gives it like a, an extra, ooh, like documentary almost kind of feel to it. Um, I think the way it gets wrapped up is is, is very satisfying as well. If Some people, even if you haven't seen the movie, you might know the ending of Don't Look Now. It's It's one of those ones that's not quite... Uh, I am your father, but it is very well known. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I I thought the structure of the film, which uh, without saying too much, kind of you 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 gain a better understanding of it once you reach the the, the ending, the climax. I thought it was really cleverly well done. Is is like the strength of the movie is is um, the little uh, supernatural, I guess, almost like memento. I'd say is something that I would liken it to. Um, feeling I thought was super well done. Performances are great in it, of course. Um, and yeah, I would, I would highly recommend it. I think um, I think it's one, if you've not seen it before, you might add it to your your Halloween list this year. Um, it, it's, it's, it's not necessarily horror in the sense of there's not jump scares or... or, or ghostly apparitions or anything. Oh, it's it, it's kind of... Scary dolls or anything. <laughs> scary dollies there's no scary dollies it's it's like i said it's more about grief um so it, 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 it might air slightly more on the side of like psychological thriller but i i would categorize it as horror i think there's definitely elements of horror in there. if not entirely supernatural in the sense of like ghosts and that it's more about the kind of horror film about well what is real what is what is uh in 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 their heads you know um i think the way that that all that all gets explained in the end was like I said, very satisfying. There's no, there's no at the end. Oh, he was also the killer in his mind. <laughs> there's, you know, there's there's nothing like that. It, it definitely has a very satisfying end. One movie that had a, a, a less satisfying ending than uh, than Don't Look Now was 2021's M Night Shyamalan uh, comeback, Old. Which is, oh. as you referenced, Joe, the people on the beach who are turning old and that. 
What's that? Uh, the guy with all those? What's going on? Going on? So, I would consider myself uh, an M Night Shyamalan kind of fan. I think I've enjoyed. I've not seen. I've not seen the worst of his films. To be fair, I've I've avoided your your After Earth and your your The Happening and Lady in the Water. The ones that everybody unanimously says, yeah, that they're shit. Okay, I I don't watch those. But I really enjoyed Signs. I really enjoyed The Sixth Sense. I actually never finished watching The Sixth Sense to this day. Uh, but what I saw of it, I really enjoyed. Really enjoyed. You'll never guess how it ends. <laughs> He's the killer all along in his own mind. Um, <laughs> He's a Judas in his own mind and a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> um, Unbreakable, of course. You, know, you go on. Uh, the visit I saw got pretty well re- reviewed. I I wasn't that hot on the visit. I I, I was kind of disappointed. With it. Uh, but then old came along about the beach. What makes you go old and that? And I thought it was pretty fun. Um, the screenplay is absolutely horrendous, <laughs> and uh, it does show its hand a little too early it's very unsubtle with how it sets up stuff to be paid off at the end uh for those who haven't seen it, i won't spoil it but there's um there would be uh for instance let's say uh try to think of an example that i can give that doesn't spoil the actual film but you know let's say uh let's say i you know we're having a, a conversation early in the film and i would just non-secretarily say no guys look at this phone right do you see the picture on my phone just no, don't pay attention to it. Just notice it, uh, because that would be very important in an hour and a half when we come back to it. And that's why the whole thing happened. I there would sure have to become old and forget my password for this phone. <laughs> there are conversations that happen, like within the first ten minutes. You go, why are they talking about this? Uh, that, that for things that don't get brought up again until you're like, oh. That's why, and actually, yeah. it's you. It's not. It's not even that you have the realization later on. You have the realization as you're watching, going, "This is obviously something that they're they're expecting me to kind of gloss over." And then, oh my god! But it's done in such a clumsy way that you you notice it immediately. Oh, that's why that is. Why are they talking about? Uh, why are they talking about Global Corp for no reason? <laughs> um. I thought it was fun, nevertheless. I think it, it's quite a, a snappily paced, um, I guess, in a sense, slasher movie where the beach is the slasher. People get killed off quite quickly and, and satisfyingly. Mm. And uh, yeah, the the ending is total nonsense uh, it, and it's bad. <laughs> um, but the film overall, I thought, was, was generally pretty fun. Um, I wouldn't go any higher than like. A five or a six on it. It was perfectly watchable. It wasn't a. It wasn't a stinker like so many of Shyamalan's um, later works. Better in the visit, I would say. But um, I wish the ending was kind of less dumb. It's it's a really dumb ending as well. But it was all right. It was fun. It was fun. I, add it to your Halloween. Add it to your Halloween list if you just want something that's a. Bit, I want to watch it. A bit yeah. dumb and a bit. It's like an hour and a half long, so it doesn't take a, a, an age to watch it. Yeah, it's fine. I kind of appreciate Shyamalan as a guy who, in this very cynical age of cinema, still has enough clout as just by his name 
to get any other piece of shit he wants to make into cinemas, no matter how yeah, many well, whiffs he has. Like, fair play to him. I kind of respect Apparently him. old, it's based on a, a French or Belgian, like, graphic novel, where yes. the graphic novel kind of ends ambiguously. Okay. And M. Knight was like, all right, I got to tack on some old guff to the end of this and then M. to Knight explain was like, away everything. Okay, but then Blorco has to show up uh, at the end. There is no... There was no Blorco. I'm no, sad. No, I actually forgot. He actually did that because he had Bruce Willis show up in, what was it, Split? He showed up at the yeah. end of that? Yeah. There's, there's no Blorco appearance at the end of uh, of Old, unfortunately. I'll be honest. And actually, class when it happened, to be honest. On, to be on Revisit, on Revisit, I don't think Old is even a, a great name for the film. I it doesn't really just, fit. Just kind it of going really for that kind of kind of going for that kind of just yeah. sit, simple big letters on the poster yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's more so that because you know. not again not to spoil anything but the point being that the characters notice that they're like aging quickly uh, may or may not result in the majority of characters not actually reaching the point where they are old <laughs> right so I don't know. I just didn't really get the feeling that old was a, a very good title for it. The beach that made people old. That's what I would have called it. Um, right. Anyway, yeah, it's fine. Cool. I've got just the one movie to talk about, but actually before that, I forgot that it was a, a, mo- a monumentous week in British television as well, because we saw the last ever episode of Australian soap opera Neighbours. Mm. Oh, yeah. Now I... This was a show I used to watch avidly as a kid, you know, every day after school, get home. I think it was on at five o'clock after, after children's BBC had finished, you know, you'd get all your kids programs and neighbors would come on before the news. So, you know, you could watch that. So I used to watch it religiously from probably like 1991 through to about 2005, maybe when I finished university, I think. So quite a long time, but I haven't watched it since then. And it, it also left BBC and went to channel five. Uh, which for me is a sign that well, I shouldn't watch that anymore. If it's on Channel yeah. 5, it's garbage. Um, so I haven't watched it for a while, but it's been cancelled. It wasn't renewed by Channel 5, and apparently the Australian network that shows it, um, it's not. it doesn't generate enough kind of ratings there to be worth uh, still producing. So they cancelled it, and um, they had the last episode, so that has unleashed a wave of uh, neighbours' nostalgia across the country. Um, so I did watch it on Friday, and... I have to say it was very good. You know, they wrapped it up very nicely, um, very kind of heartfelt. Um, the the very depressing thing was, though, that I, having not watched it for 15, 20 years, all of the characters that I recognized are now, it's very much like the beach that makes you old. <laughs> very, very suddenly, they've gotten like 20 years older in like the blink of an eye without me, you know, seeing them. And it's just something very depressing about like that, seeing the aging process happen like so quickly and suddenly characters that were like teenagers when I last watched it are now like middle-aged. I didn't even reckon I was like, I think I don't recognize them, but I'm not sure I had to Google them and like realize who it was. So uh, yeah, I did enjoy it, but also a terrifying uh, reminder of uh, man's frailty and the speed at which we uh, march towards the grave. But yeah, other than that, it was good. Uh, Bouncer wasn't in it, the dog. So that was a shame, but yeah, ah. I liked it other than that. Um, I don't know, was Neighbours a big kind of institution in Ireland or the Australian soaps yeah, were they as big? Away. I would yeah, say Home and Away more so in Ireland. It's got the great theme song. So, Well, that's when good neighbours uh, It's not bad. But it's not, away, you know we belong together. <laughs> yeah. 
Home and Away also had that primo 6 p.m. slot on RTE. Right before The Simpsons. You right before The Simpsons. I mean, yeah. that was that was the prime time. Do you know what I mean? That was the real prime no time. No matter where you are. Perfect. Great. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. So, yeah, that was good. And in terms of movies, I, I popped into HMV um, uh, earlier in the week and um, was looking through the bargain bin, as I always do, just That's in case. Yeah. You never know what's going on. And they actually had a, a buy one get one free deal in oh, the well. bargain bin. So these these Blu-rays were four pound each. Buy one get one free. So I said, well, look, two quid for a Blu-ray. Come on, I can't say no to that. So I, I looked through the whole stack, and I found the only two watchable movies in there. To be honest, like it, it was like utter shit. And I'm not 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 even just movies I dislike. I mean, stuff that you're like, why is that on Blu-ray? Things like I spotted the um, one of the animated WWE movies. Oh yeah, Scooby Doo. I think it was one of those or the Flintstones or something. It was like that. Mania mystery. Yeah, actually, it was about surfing. It was like Surf Mania or something. Oh, their co-op with Surfs Up, that well-regarded animated property. So I dug through all of that crap, but I did find two two good uh, Blu-rays. I found uh, Hustlers, the Jennifer Lopez movie, which. Michelle and I both really enjoy. Very good film. And I found War Dogs with uh, Jonah Hill mm. and Yuan, who was just in Top Gun Maverick. Oh, his name I always forget. Um, Tom Cruise. Which is a film. Yeah, no. <laughs> Jennifer <Paul>. Conley? <laughs> oh, the guy who's in that shit Fantastic Four. And, uh, oh, Miles, Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Um, which I, I really like that film. I don't think it was a, a big kind of particularly well received, but I quite liked it. Jonah Hill's really, really good in it. And um, so I got those two and, and we watched Hustlers on Saturday and it was very, very good. I think it's grown on me. The film I've watched it a few times now. And I think JLo is, is fantastic in that. She should have got the Oscar nom. Yeah. Uh, she was really, really good. And it, 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 it's really, it kind of reminds me of like, it's, I think obviously it is, very reminiscent of like Goodfellas, but also Wolf of Wall Street, The Big Short, those type of movies. Um, and I, I kind of really enjoyed it. The ending still was a bit of a problem for me, just the way they wrap it up. But apart from that, it's a great movie. So check it out if you haven't seen it. Hustlers. I've never Series. seen it. I, I do need to check it out. It is very good. I think it's on Prime if you've Prime. Um, we move on to Game Golf. I've played a million things this week. I'll run through them all very, very quickly. Uh, I uh, jumped back into Fortnite because I had to get the John Cena skin. I got it. It's great. It's great. And his weapon is a big foam. You can't see me hand and he could just slap people around with it. It's great. I nearly want to match with him. That would have been great, but I'm going to keep trying. Don't hang. Don't fucking put your head in hands to me, card boy. All right. He cost me about a fifth of what you spent on fucking Rick Knox attire cards. All right. <laughs> don't judge me. Fortnite's great. Yeah, but uh, can your John Cena hold you at night? Don't think so, brother. If I unhook the Xbox from the Chelly, he can. Um, <laughs> so I played that. Um, I put I just because I didn't finish it, and I kind of wanted to check it off my list. I went back to Trek to Yomi today. Put about two hours into that, and it actually got quite interesting. I, I think I quit out of that game a bit early. Uh, that's the two D kind of side scrolling samurai game. Yeah. Uh, it's not perfect. I think the I think the actual combat, which is the main fucking thing you do in that game, is a little bit clunky. 
but I think it looks incredible. A thing I'm big into at the moment is like fixed camera angles in games where they just like for like atmosphere or like blocking almost like you would in a film, they just place the camera somewhere. It doesn't follow your character. They stick it somewhere for stylistic purposes and it looks phenomenal in Trek Tiomi. So I'm glad I went back to it. I'll definitely finish it. It's kind of got its hooks into me. So I'll play more of that. That's a Game Pass game. Also a Game Pass game, but only on the PC is Norco. Talked about this a few weeks ago. This is the point and click dystopian sci-fi kind of game Mm. uh probably more so than its story which i did think was good didn't love the ending i think it's a great tone and style piece it's got lots of great foley work as you're kind of exploring around this incredibly shitty uh uh, oil refinery town lots of with weird characters and uh, i really liked it uh uh, well worth a go on game pass if you have the pc and it's probably i think it's worth i think it's the 20 quid it's worth that if you want to buy it outright i finished it uh very very good very good uh, one of the better games of this year, I do think. Uh, I jump back into Multiverses because they put that out. That's more or less, it's not out-out, but it's more or less out. It's in open beta now, so anyone can can uh, download it. They've also, like, they've, they're doing, like, a pre-season thing until the 8th of August. So I think sometime in August they're going to do their big, okay, we're, we're it's 1.0. I think that's, that's on the horizon. Um, and I put about... I put about 15 hours into that this week. It became my uh, my go-to kind of podcast game. Uh, and I'm really enjoying it to the degree I actually fully leveled up and got all the unlocks for Superman in it uh, because he's the character I like playing as the most. And I unlocked all his stuff, which is a, a sign that I've been playing it for quite a while. Um, it's good. If anyone didn't hear us talk about it previously, this is the Smash Brothers, fake Smash Brothers, basically where you play as Warner Brothers characters, uh, including the Iron Giant, which is very funny, given what that movie is about. They have him, like, fighting Superman in this game. Um, But yeah, I'm really enjoying it. They have a rotation of free characters. So at the moment, it's like uh, Superman, Jake from Adventure Time, and one of their original made-up-for-the-game characters. I can't remember what it's called. Um, And I was kind of worried because it's free to play, right? So it's kind of one of those things like, oh, God, you have to play for fucking 20 hours to unlock a character, or does it cost you 20 quid to unlock a character? I've I've bought, not with real money, with with earned in-game money, I've bought two characters in my my 10-hour span with the game. So a couple of hours to grind a character out, which is not too bad. Um, so, and again, they, they have a rotation of like three or four free ones and that changes every, I don't know, couple of months or a season or whatever way they do it. But it's, it's really, really, really fun. I think the reason I've stuck with it is, um, uh, uh, the mechanics of it feel really good. And I don't, I don't really like Smash Brothers, but I've, I've actually been quite hooked by this game. So I'd say give it a, give it a spin. It's on everything except Switch, I believe. It's not on Switch. Uh, but it's free to play. It's cross-platform, it's cross-play, so you can play your buddies no matter what system they are on. And um, no no annoying free-to-play aspects that I've seen so far. Again, they're still in beta. Maybe they'll turn all the knobs in the wrong direction when the game comes out properly, which would be very annoying. Um, but as I say, I've unlocked like a bunch of extra characters, a bunch of cosmetic items without, without having to spend any money. So, so far, so good. Uh, Dab... Downloaded those new characters in Mario Strikers. 
uh, Shy Guy and Daisy, their meters on when you select them on the screen, they're all smack in the middle. So there's nothing interesting to about them or playing <laughs> as them because they're right. basically just two extra people you can pick if you like Daisy or you like Shy Guy, basically, is the... Uh, is the pick nothing nothing too notable that that game's still good but but um for a first dlc drop that that didn't do that didn't do much for me that one uh stardew valley not too much to say about that i wrapped up streaming it and now i'm playing it in my free time uh uh my first morning playing that game after wrapping up my streaming commitment i played it for about five hours uh so that's a game that's well and truly got me hooked um the the simple difference of not having to tie it to the real world clock like you would have to do at Animal Crossing is so important. It's so majorly different in how you approach those games because you can just sit there and play Stardew Valley forever if you were so inclined. Um, so yeah, loving that. Uh, more WWE 2K22. Not too much to say about it. Still enjoying it. And I put another few hours into Stray, which I am also still enjoying. I haven't finished that yet. Um, but... It's good. Uh, one thing I will say is that uh, about an hour and a half into Stray, which is the sci-fi cyberpunk cat game on uh, PlayStation, but about an hour and a half into it, you get like a robot buddy, and the game, which up until that point had been entirely dialogueless, and all the pamphlets and posters and shit like that in the world are in a foreign alien language that you can't understand. When you get your little robot buddy, he starts telling you what everything says, and he starts talking to characters for you, and I'm like, oh, that's like way less interesting of a way of telling the story than just having me kind of have to guess or absorb it through osmosis. It's a little bit kind of like, oh, the humans believed in the outside and the robots are, it's like, okay, they're t- you're, you're just telling me the themes. You're just telling me what the themes of the game are. I, I kind of wish it was like the first hour where I kind of just had to figure it out for myself. Uh, that's a bit of a bummer, um, but I'm still enjoying the actual game. And uh, that is that is it. So I'm playing a lot of things at the moment. Uh, a lot of good things. A lot of good games out this year. Um, so yeah, I will uh, I will pass over to you because you were also playing a good game from last year that has some new content in it. I am to understand. I was playing the new Hitman Three level, and it's very good. Um, I did. You'll be happy to hear. Uh, totally completed. Uh, 20 out of 20 mastery. Oh, no. uh, did every challenge bar one. I didn't do one of the assassinations, but I did uh, Did everything else. Did um, uh, all the discoveries, all the assassinations after one. Silent assassin, suit only. Suit only? Assassin. Look at this guy. Yeah, did it all, brother. Beat it, beat it, beat it, and it's done. And it was good. Yeah, the level is, I would say, it's quite similar to the uh, Santa Fortuna one, in that you're kind of in the jungle a little bit. It's like this this jungleous island. Uh, You have two assassinations and an objective, which they give you a lot of leeway, even in terms of how you do that objective. It's not just like in... uh, um, Sapienza, like destroy the virus. There's a bit more. Okay, you can do it this way, or you can do this thing, whatever way, as long as you like tick that box. But yeah, it was great to get back into. I had to learn how to play again. So obviously, I played a bit of Hitman 3, the normal levels in the lead up to. So I remembered how, like, what's the run button and what's the, how do you play? 
that made the transition easier, but then that tra- made the transition harder to go back to Horizon after playing Hitman because you you also have your focus in Horizon, which is a different button than the one in the Assassin mode, or whatever it's called, where you can see see where the bad people are walking or whatever. But no, it was very very good. I won't obviously spoil anything about it. There's lots to do. Uh, like in the best Hitman levels, they take an area that's quantifiably very small and make it feel much bigger than it is until you get used to it and figure out yeah. the geography of it. Um, so How annoying is the objective? Because that's why I was actually just listening to there's a really interesting conversation on the, uh, the Fire Escape cast. They talk about Hitman for like an hour on that on that show right. this week. And they talk about how great Sapienza is. But one of the problems is when you do Sapienza, you got to after doing all your wacky kills, you got to go down to the fucking cave and fucking fix the poison. Blah, 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 blah. Is this and what, the one I hate is the suburbs level where after you do after you kill the three targets, you then have to go and get the evidence, which is yeah. such a pain in the hole. Like I, I kind of wish that like they should because they their their post release support for Hitman has been fantastic. Here's a mode, lads. Once you beat a map once, give us no objective mode where you just have to take out the targets. That's I would yeah. love that. But uh, how is how is it in this map? I don't think it's too. I don't think it's too bad this time. There's also. Once you figure it out, there's a very easy way to do it. That doesn't take a lot of time. However, I would always say that you could also just do the objective first and then make a save and then pick up your subsequent playthroughs from the save. Um, might be a bit easier. But no, it's it, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Um, without spoiling anything, there is there is a third assassination you can do, okay. which isn't, isn't a target. Or not even assassination. You can kind of knock the character out. But that will allow you to beat the objective without having to beat the objective so to speak we'll let you you let you figure it out when you do it but it's uh i thought it was pretty good i thought the level was 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 nicely designed um i guess one thing it doesn't do especially is i i like when hitman levels always have like two layers to it you have the mm. uh you have what the the surface level what the area is and then there's like a secret fucking lab or there it doesn't really have that it does to an extent but it's it's not really fleshed out but generally the level i thought was pretty good i i'll always love a bit of hitman so it's good to get an extra level for free the thing to keep in mind it is free yes um i thought it was i thought it was very good i it probably took me about six or seven hours to beat everything in it i think my first playthrough my very first play was an hour 45 because i just scope out everything in the level i go okay there's a little that's where the screwdriver is that's where the wrench is if i ever if i need those so i played through one hour 45 in one session uh, and then subsequent sessions i think i did a screenshot i beat it i got a five star beat it in like 10 15 minutes i want to say very happy with that um, no, it's great. It is great. But then I know that Hitman is a game that lends itself to being replayed. So it, there's definitely value in that. I didn't feel like after one or two goes that I had kind of got everything out of it that I needed. I definitely enjoyed finding the new secret ways to kill people. And um, there are some fun ones in this, uh, for sure. And then I played more Horizon. I'm like... 20 plus hours into Horizon now. I think I have 30% overall completion, give or take. Okay. Uh, that's great as well. Really great. Uh, I, I am starting to feel 
a little bit of fatigue in terms of okay, I'm I'm not going to be able to do everything in this game. There's just too much content. I was reading up though that apparently the platinum trophy doesn't even require you to do everything in the game; just a certain number of each thing. Uh, so if you're interested to get the platinum, you don't actually have to clear the whole map. You just have to do like four of the things rather than every single one that's in the game. So I like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm still kind of playing it by ear. What what I do is I just go to the quest screen and see what the lowest number one is, and I'll like do that. And whatever I find on my way, maybe I'll I'll do that later. But no, it's it's still very good. But um, these really long games uh, need to really like do something different at this point to keep me hooked. Because then otherwise I just get, kind of get bored of it. But no, I'm still very much enjoying it. Um, and yeah. I play. I play. I did play a lot of it. When, when I wasn't playing Hitman this week, I did sink a good few hours into into Horizon. I do with my time off want to get back to the, the two big open world games from earlier this year. I haven't finished Elden Ring, which I was yeah. loving, but it was just those games were very easy to bounce off of. I know it was one of those games where when it came out, people were fucking taking time off work and spending eighty hours beating it. But I'm as much as I love them, I'm still very much kind of like I can bounce off and then I can kind of just like i need a break from it because it's kind of like intense horizon is another one i do want to get back to but similarly i'm kind of just i think i mentioned this last week when you're talking about it i'm just like oh do i want to get back into the six types of bow and the six types of arrows and three trees and i I kind of do but i kind of don't at the same time i want to i do want to go in and give it like one more real kind of fucking push to see if it grabs me um yeah, I'm 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 curious to get back to it. I don't want the year to go by without finishing it. I'll say that. Yeah, much. the thing I'll say is that I don't feel like I'm doing a, a lot of excessive grinding, but I I'm always like six levels above what the main quest level cap should be. So if the main quest thing I'm doing tells me you need to be level sixteen, I'm usually like level twenty two by that stage already. So maybe it's something that would be easier to just mainline. If you're interested in the story, because I think the story is really interesting of it, and of course has Lance Reddick of uh, Resident Evil fame, who's <laughs> yes. one, of my fa- one of my favorite boys. He's great. Um, yeah, it's really good. Um, now I know that superstar Annie Graham is is Joe's baby, and I would mm. never want to step on his toes and try and fill his shoes. But I thought it might be fun if Joe wanted to play around of superstar Annie Graham for a change. So I did not. I did knock some together. Uh, what I didn't do, and I don't know what Joe's methodology for this is, I didn't actually write the clues down, so I'm going to wing it live. Uh, this is going to oh, be great. This is, is going to be... I've just written the answers. Um, I mean, I mean, no, no offense to Joe, because he did create the, the greatest uh, game show of all time here on the show, but if you're going to do it even better... No, uh, I, don't. <laughs> I don't think I have. Oh, but you're off the cuff. Oh, off baby. the cuff fucking ad-lib, baby. So, Joe, as the creator, as you smoke your big uh, marker cigar, <laughs> would you want to go first or second, Joe? I'll let Barry go first. Barry goes oh, first. Oh, great. Okay. So, again, based on the almighty Joe's uh, methodology of the last time we did it, these are all people who appeared on screen, not, ne- not necessarily in ring, but on screen during SummerSlam. Okay. I watched most of that. Uh, so they might, that 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 includes the pre-show. So from pre-show to end of the show, anyone who appeared on camera is viable for for being picked. Oh, God, pre-show. I'm gonna have to remember the commentary freaks. I don't know any of those people. Go on anyway. Okay. So Barry, um, 
your first one. So, you know when there's a, a song that comes out, it might be a popular song, and then another artist does their rendition of that song. Yes. Right? Sometimes that's a big hit as well. Um, but those, that, those category of songs, what if there was um, only the village people and like Cher and those kind of artists, if only they were the ones doing those kind of songs, what would they be? What would they be called? Initials? Initials GC. I was going to say camp covers, but I guess gay covers. Is that what you're driving it's at? It's very close, but like more, more. Gay gray. covering? Clo- no, covers, you're all right. Cover- let's let's say they're, they're more gay than your normal song. What would that be more? Gayer more? cover. Gayer covers is, is correct, Barry. <laughs> gayer covers. What's that an anagram of? That's uh, one point in the bag for Barry. By the way. Okay, gayer covers. Well, I, sh- I don't have a pen and pad. I really should be. We're all flying by the seat of our pants here tonight. Okay. Gayer covers. Oh, who the fuck was on that show? I watched it. Uh, gayer covers. The, the, the. Who's a V? God, it should it. it should be obvious, but I really fucking don't. Um, uh, fuck. Uh, Joe's writing <laughs> down, Barry. No pressure. God. Um, he's looking like he's he's looking like a man. Out. He's happy. He's happy. I hate to see Joe happy. He's, he's, he's taking a puff out of the marker. Um, yeah, I, think, I think we're going to have to pass it over, Barry. Pass, uh, pass. I don't know it. Joe for a point. Corey Graves. Corey Graves Corey is Graves. the correct answer. Um, so, Joe, over to you. So, right. we are men who enjoy watching a bit of the footy correct absolutely yes we are so if i asked you that if i asked you that thing i don't know how you describe that that thing that we enjoy to do we enjoy that right what would you say (laughs) b h y bloody hell yes well the yes part you've got but but what is that what is that thing we enjoy doing we enjoy Watching footy as a kind, of, a kind of pastime, you might but say. Ball, so. ball having balls. Ball, ball, yes, but as as like a pastime, as a thing you do as I, I know this. I know this. Ball what? hobby. Ball hobby, yes, is, ball is correct. Dreadful. Oh well, Barry, that your question, so shut up, Joe. <laughs> oh, I got ball it. Ball hobby, yes. Gay cover, yes. <laughs> I got it. What do you What do you say, Joe? Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley is correct. Two points for Joe. All right, Barry, back to you. Oh, good. So, you know, that really famous boxer from like the 60s and 70s, like the most famous, probably the most famous boxer whatever has lived. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. What if he was like born in like Barbados or like Jamaica or something? What What would you call him in that case? Uh, C-A. Caribbean Ali. That is the correct answer, Barry. 
okay, okay. Uh, oh, Kylie Caribbean Ali. Okay. Um, What's that anagram of? Bit of a tougher one, I will say. Uh, Bianca Belair. That's the correct answer, Barry. Very nice. good. Okay. Two good. for Barry. On that, that doesn't look like it should work, but I assume no. It does. But it, it 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 is. Correct. I'll trust Paul on this. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why, but I will. Uh, all right, Joe. So let's say you have a teacher, right? And the teacher is is one that he'll often try to get you to see his way by using logic and using, uh, you know, kind of a, a rationale to get you to, to to see his point of view. Um, what might you call that teacher? That's MR. So the first, the first, the first word there, M, you know, you, you, you might you might not call a teacher by their first name. That would be very uncommon. Mister, Mister Rational. Close. Um, now the, I, I will clarify. The Mister there is Mr. Right? It's, it's not the, the full word. Yeah. Um, well, no. If you were trying to get someone to see your way, you might be mm, something with them. You might be arguing. Well, in more in more of a pleasant way, arguing would be Roger Rogering. Let me Rod. let me uh, wrangle. Like if, if, Remin- if I was trying- remonstrate. <laughs> no, if I was trying to get get Barry to, to see that AW cards are indeed yeah a good thing, valuable a good investment. I, yeah. I might I might try and uh, with him to see my point of view about row. No, we wouldn't have a row. It would be very placid. It would be very... Uh, Just a, a, rom- a conversation, a sort of... No, re... A re... <laughs> no, I just say it now. <laughs> a re... Do you know it, Barry? Wait, give me the clue again to the beginning. Well, we have Mr., so that was the teacher. Bit. So now, now we're just looking for the second word. So it's if you're trying to get someone to see your way, you might... Um, Reason. Hey, Mr. Reasoning, he got it. Reasoning, he said reason. No, I said reasoning. I said reasoning. I heard reasoning. No, I did say reasoning. Uh, you know what? Barry, I'm not going to spend five more minutes to try and get him to get. <laughs> what if you were to a bit more of a verb out of that? You know, what would you be doing with Mister Then? Hmm? Okay, Mister Reasoning. Oh, is it Roman Reigns? It is Roman Reigns. Very good. Hooah. Ooh, uh, okay, Barry. Ugh. So, you know, you you are. Is this the clue? Just, we started. This is the clue. This is the clue. Hey. So you are having some some chewing gum, perhaps. Okay, right? and you are just. Love that. Oh, you are loving it. You are in. <laughs> you are in pleasure city, having that yes. chewing gum. Yes. You are. You are in heaven. You might even be in heaven, having that chewing gum. Uh, MP Masticate. Well, no, it's more about the flavor of the gum, Barry. It's okay. not about uh, mint. Mm-hmm. Mint P. Uh, <laughs> uh, mint Pleasure. No, well, you're in heaven. You're you're really ecstatic about it. You're literally in heaven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mint. What's, what, what pearl? 
No, you don't get a call having a pearl. The pearly yeah. gates is what I was thinking there. Pearly gates, mate, is what I was thinking. You said I was in heaven, mate. So you guys with the P, mate. That's what I'm thinking, mate. Well, no, uh, no, you're, you're 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 taking it one step away there. <laughs> okay, mint. So you, oh, I mean, I mean, paradise. Mint paradise is correct. God, fuck, mint I take no paradise. pleasure in these rights. Ooh, baby. So what wrestler is that? Mint that paradise. That is a great question, pal. Great question. Mint paradise. Or not? Uh, might not be a wrestler. In this case, he is. But what kind of what wrestler? <laughs> it might not be. I'm just saying. Remember, Corey Graves was not necessarily a wrestler. Yeah, Corey Graves. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. He's fair definitely enough. not a wrestler. Um, <laughs> then now forever. Yeah. Mint Paradise. What wrestler is that? Oh God, this is fucking sad. Um, Mint Paradise. Um, he's not getting, I'm not getting this one. I can tell you, no. I'm not fucking getting this one. Uh, I'm not. I'm not passing though. I'm not passing. Okay. Uh, okay. Joe's pointing on his watch. He's no, he's, he's Ferguson. He's he's, <laughs> he's remonstrating mm. to uh, Uriah Reddy. Come on, lad. We've had we've had extra time. Uh, Damien Priest. Correct. Very good. It was Damien Priest. Very good. Uh, Joe, you are a man who just fucking loves a bicep. You see, you see a well-defined tricep. You are pulling the meat off yourself. You are Jesus truly, Christ. truly enamored by uh, a, a well-structured wrist. Pins uh, um, McPants. Who are you? <laughs> So what's up with that? That's that's A L. Oh god, these never go the way I think they're going to go. Um, so uh, anatomy. Well, a specific part of the anatomy, I would say. The anus. <laughs> well, abdomen. Abdomen. What about that? Oh, I was talking arm. about biceps and wrists. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't yeah, realize we're all arm muscles. I forgot that. Yeah, so and arm, you are w- w- arm lover. Well, arm loving. Oh, arm, arm loving. 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 Okay. Arm loving. Ah, oh, Liv Morgan. Da, da, da. Liv Morgan. Arm loving it. It is Liv Morgan. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, you guys are doing pretty good at this. Yeah. Um, Barry, you know that feeling in the morning when you're mm. golf, comfy in bed, and then you open your your eyes. You you're kind of very nostalgic for some of the better examples of that that you've had in the past. You were thinking about it the other day. You think, oh, I love that bit in the morning where I just oh, comfy in bed, open my eyes, came to life after a nice sleep. You're thinking about those past examples of that. Uh, o a. <laughs> um. <laughs> thinking, I was thinking about the times when I would have a lie-in. Is basically what you're driving at. Well, specifically the moments where you would open your eyes and. Okay, so awake. Okay. Uh oh, awake. <laughs> Mm, close, but you're very close. Uh, you're thinking about the past examples of that. What would you call them then? Uh, oh, I liked being awake. Um, 
Well, you, 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 if you're looking to the future, you'd say, I'm looking forward to these these new awakenings that I've expected to have. Old awaken. Old theme. awakening. Old awakenings is correct. <laughs> old awakenings. What is the answer for that? Angelo Dawkins. That's correct. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Alright, Joe. How many more um, have we got? How many more? There's, there's only three more. So Joe, oh, two. Right. Two Joe's got two left and Barry's got one. That's it. Oh god. Uh Joe, remember um your man Santino back in the day? <laughs> Hey, it's me, Santino. Here I am. Uh, how would you I'm describe this girl from my show? Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> how would you describe his uh, his wrestling persona? C H comedy heel. Oh, very close. Very, very Ooh. close. But it's not comedy. It's Com- comedian. It's comical heel. Comic, comic, yeah, comical. Comedian comic. Italian. Comical heel. Comical What's that heel. anagram of? Comical heel. Uh, trying to think who else was on the show. I mean, I didn't watch it. I did read like the reviews and stuff. Comical, Comical heel. Comical heel. Uh, heel. You said it's anyone on the sh- who appeared on the show, not just anyone. Anybody on the show. Hmm. Hmm. Michael Cole. Michael Cole. Mm. Very good. Very good. All right, Barry, your last one. Um, the score at the moment, Joe is ahead by uh, one point, I think, because it's okay. been it's it's all been even apart from the first one. The first one, Corey yeah. Corey, uh, Corey Graves, which Joe got. Mm. Um, so your final clue, Barry, is uh, the great Kali. Used to be a wrestler. The great Kali. Mm. Great Kali. He used to use a wrestling move where he would strike his opponent forcefully upon the head. Yeah. Um if you were a very silly man, how might you call that move? BC. Big chop. You're very close, very close. Uh but albeit it was big, to what part part of the, the, the anatomy what part of the anatomy would he be affected by absorbing such a blow? Brain chop. It's brain choppy. <laughs> What's brain choppy? That, well, what is brain choppy? My God. Um, okay. Brain choppy. Um, Again, I'm just thinking. I'm running down the commentators, brain choppy. You know, it wouldn't be. Who's the other one left? Jimmy Smith. No, it wouldn't be him. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Brain choppy. Uh, brain choppy. He's not going to do now. Um, <laughs> um, 
Um, <laughs> what the fuck was that? Like, I just, I just, I sucked on the microphone there a little bit, which I shouldn't do. Um, hello. Um, for a brain choppy just now. I yeah, my my brain is is being choppied by this uh, by this choppy question. choppy your brain brain choppy choppy my brain. Um, oh god. Um. I wish I watched more of the show now that I now that I find myself in this position. Yeah. I don't do know. know it, I don't know. Do you know it, Joe? Yeah, Happy Corbin. Happy Corbin. Happy Corbin, of course. Oh god. I mean the choppy the choppy was close. It almost sounded yeah. like a spoonerism. Choppy Corbin, happy Norbin. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Final one for Joe. Here we go. Joe, I think I think you have it in the bag already for for the for the, the full the full sweep at his own game. Um so you, you know, you know this this character. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's called Jesus. And that right. So he was walking along, fucking healing people left and right as you do. Oh, this lad's got lesions on his skin. This lad's leg is falling off. Whatever. Oh wait, one of these lads. He's covered in like a, a a hideous fur. What would you call? What would you call this this character? HL. Harry Leper. Harry Leper is is indeed correct, Joe. Harry Leper. So what wrestler is is a Harry Leper? <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, no, not a Harry Leper. Harry Leper. Hang on, I'll write it down. Harry Leper. Oh, I think I know this one. Oh, uh, wait a minute—we might have a little uh, comeback going on here. <laughs> Not going to bother writing it down. See if I'm right. I'll just wing it. Wait a minute. I can't looking. think of it. I can't think of it. I can't. Okay, you can know. Pass it over to Barry. Barry, okay. who do you think it is? Is it Rhea Ripley? It is Rhea Ripley. Uh, Rhea Ripley, the hairy leper. That's a great anagram of a name, I must say. That's a, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right. So without counting up the score, because I'm too lazy, Joe, you are indeed the winner of... He wins. He, he won uh, with his own baby. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well done. Very good. I, I, I couldn't beat the master. I couldn't. Yeah. Now, that would have been the worst thing of the weekend. But uh, Ric Flair's last match did it. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, God. The, the Him faking a heart attack to no reaction. <laughs> uh, I didn't watch the full thing, but there were so many clips going around. I feel like I saw it all. Um, like, <laughs> picking the last possible match as the one to finally wear a shirt in the ring is pretty great after three years in TNA without doing it. Yeah, I mean, he did in... 2001 mm. in the last match with Sting because <laughs> 21 years ago they were like come on now lad <laughs> whereas Fight TV was like no 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 we gotta <laughs> put this on put this on um, yeah I mean it looked embarrassing I mean it was pretty embarrassing well when he came out with the I saw a picture of him with the, the gown on or whatever and the little purple shirt under it it looked a bit sad it, it wasn't quite the the gown that he wore at WrestleMania twenty four. Yeah, he he was trying. He obviously you would because you try to sell it to you. He was trying to act like this was the real. This was the better retirement he's had. I'm like, mate, pull the other one. Oh my god, 
Yeah. Fucking just Undertaker and Brett and Foley having a fucking existential crisis at ringside watching it. Oh my god! No, Undertaker at ringside thinking, hmm, one more time, you say? And imagine the look on his face. He was like, "I'm actually grand, lads. I like. I'm actually. I don't. I don't want to be like Vince." Uh, well, if Vince gives him the call and says we're doing a a, a star cast, well, sorry, well, Vince is giving him the call saying, "Mark, I need bail money. I'm in jail." <laughs> <laughs> No, he wants to, he's going to start a new promotion based yeah. around The Undertaker. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I've got this great idea. We're going to, it's going to be on broadcast television. It's all the rage. Um, <laughs> I've just, I've just sat down and watched this film called Network, and I think it's great. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just, I couldn't bring myself to watch. It's also like a, over a half hour long, that fucking match. And I've seen, thanks to AEW, I've seen enough Jay Lethal matches to last me a lifetime at this stage. Um, so I didn't watch the full thing. But yeah, I mean, it was pretty pathetic. It was pretty pathetic. And he was blading, he was gigging everywhere. Oh. Which, of course, you knew he was going to. I was, I was surprised. I would have been more surprised if he didn't, you know. <laughs> I like the, the, the thing him throwing the chops as well, and like oh, it was God. it was classic. Everyone had to run to Hogan to get the punches in TNA. It was even uh, worse than that. Yeah, even yeah. worse. Oh, oh God. did he did he get his ass out? No, I mean look, they wouldn't even let him get the tits out. <laughs> Never mind the ass. <laughs> yeah, May Young classic, uh, oh. World two thousand oh, flappers. Oh, Christ. I did see a very funny picture of Undertaker with all the luchadors backstage. Even like Bandito. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I bet, he I bet he checked them for their uh, their green cards. Oh, sure. God, yeah. He's, he probably thought they were fans or something. Um, <laughs> God, he always, like, it's funny because I was saying, obviously, he was, he was his miserable look during the match. That's just his face. That's just what he looks like at all times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God! Anyway, um, yeah, the actual the undercard of it looked all right, but again, not enough for me to bother buying it or even downloading it. The next no, day. no, it wasn't. Apparently, the lucha match is very good, but um, no, there was nothing else on that that had me uh, reaching for the wallet. No, no. Um, I did. So did, any, did you watch any of SummerSlam, lads? No. no, no. By all accounts, it was a very good show, and the Triple yeah. H era is. They, I, I can appreciate that they've really made an effort. Whether or not this will last, I will probably think that it won't. But I think it's interesting that their their decision, which was clearly taken, to kind of maximize, I guess is the word, uh, the 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 Vince leaving and Triple H and and Stephanie and Nikon new era is to to really differentiate and make out that this company is is it's a new deal new direction you know all all the mad vincisms of the past are gone wrestlers who didn't get a fair shake can come back the, don't worry about that the 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 cause of that is, has been moved along uh, I think that's the most interesting thing to come out of it. 
Yeah, I mean, I wonder how fast these things come together. Maybe they were already in the works. I doubt it. But, like, I mean, Bailey coming back is great because obviously she was injured and she's been missed and all sorts of stuff. Dakota Kai was a really interesting one because that was just someone who, quite obviously, there was just no interest from the Vince regime in her as an on screen person. Uh, so, so to not only come back, but come back in a big angle in the SummerSlam opener was um was was it was uh, it, it felt like a, a a declarative statement um so that was good and I, I will say that match was great again uh it wasn't as good as the wrestlemania match but then it's one of those things where it's always tough to do the second one but it was still it was still really good uh look bianca is fantastic and they seemingly turned becky face at the end which is the right call i think it's fighting against the tides to have her as a heel. I just, I never really understood that. Um, I watched bits and pieces of the, of the mid card. I won't bother getting into it because there's nothing super interesting. The Brock Roman match was spectacular. I mean, it was mental. Even before they did all the shit with the truck. I mean, like Brock is like flinging Roman through tables. Like nobody was, then he's picking up bits of the tables. He's clobbering him in the head with them. And he's just fucking, <laughs> and Roman's, battering him with everything. Oh, it was great. They just, it was, it was, it was the, the, it was what like big heavyweight WWE style wrestling should be in, in its main events. And then they did all the spectacle stuff, which was, which was really cool and weird and different. It's like the first, it's funny, Vince Man's showing the door and finally they do a good vehicle angle for the first time in 30 years in, in, in WWE. Um, I, I would say that main event is worth going out of your way to see. I would say it's, it's that good. It is, it is worth seeing. Um, I also watched SmackDown. I watched Drew and Sheamus from SmackDown this week because uh, I heard that match was good, and it was actually very good as well. I also watched a bit of SmackDown this week. Uh, see our boy from the Ivory Coast representing. I, no, I, I watched our boy Max Dupree return. Oh, there's another another thing. As soon as Vince was out the door, someone got a call. <laughs> now, to be fair, right, me and Joe talked about – I think you're off that week. We talked about the the maximum male yeah, models, he did. yeah, and how that was like the new perfect segment. And Pat McAfee was was really really funny during. Mm. And then like I didn't think um, Max Dupree, L.A. Knight, whatever his fucking name was before, and the Hey Dummy guy, whatever <laughs> the fuck he was called. Um, I didn't think his performance was particularly good, but I think he got the level of campness required for that kind of gimmick. Um, and then they booted him, and they brought in the uh, Maxine Dupree from NXT, and she was so bad. <laughs> like her delivery was far away from being at camp as camp as it needed. She just gave it that classic. I'm a WWE. It felt like a diva promo. It felt, it felt like real antiquated that way. It it almost felt to me like a Vicky Guerrero style promo. She was totally not what that act needed. Very earnestly, I'm Maxine Dupree from the model agency, and here's Massey and Mansoir, and it just didn't work. It, it like they, it completely killed the act still dead. So it was good to see him back, um, if only because I think he gets what that act is. I know he's. Sean Ricker, I think is his name. He, he he's kind of played. He's worn a lot of hats in the wrestling business to this point. I think he kind of got that gimmick. Whereas I just think Maxine Dupree, I think her inexperience really showed through in terms of she just did the promo and didn't it didn't fit with the act. But I was happy to see him back, and I think that act is uh, is right up my alley. It's very funny, and I I love the mons the monsoir. 
and Marseille. Trends. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, yeah, so listen, WWE, uh, maybe, you know, I'm I'm really not ready to, to throw myself down at the altar of Triple H, but... You know, even even as someone who was not big into NXT, even at its peak, at its most popular, I, I, I could never quite get into NXT for whatever reason. But it will assuredly, I'm, I would absolutely put money on, it will be better by some metric than the final years of, of Vince Helm WWE. Not a doubt in my mind. Now, how good, how much better will it become a show you have to watch now? I guess we're recording this Monday evening before Raw, so I guess we will we will probably all know tomorrow uh, um, what just how just how mussy it's going to be. Um, as we're recording this, there is rumors going out that Sasha and Naomi are back and will presumably be on the show if they are back. Um, I mean, that's one of the most damning things about the, Vince. the old Vince regime. Yeah. But also, again, it seems like they made a conscious decision to really okay. Vince has been in charge of the company for 40 years, uh, almost at this stage. Um, let's really make a concerted effort to show that this is a new you know, direction, as opposed to keeping the ship stable. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just funny because it's like, not only do some of these people have issues with Vince, but the stories always went that a lot of them also loved Triple H when they were in NXT, like Sasha and Dakota Kai and all these people, all these NXT projects. It was like the joke for all these years. It was Papa Paul and evil, wicked stepfather Vince um, uh, when they got up to the main roster. And uh, yeah, it's just like if you're – if you are Sasha and Naomi and you were biding your time for the last few months and you're, yeah, you know, little, little chit chat with Tony Khan here, there, okay, yeah, it's like, oh, maybe I'll go over to Japan. Maybe, and then next thing you know, Vince out the door. And not only Vince out the door, but they didn't just get some shithead you don't know to replace him. They put Triple H, the guy you know, the guy you worked with, the guy you came up with, he's in charge now. Um, you know. Uh, it is it is interesting to look at all this within the context of AEW. There was a really good article. I can't remember who wrote it. I, I'll, I'll I'll retweet it after the show if I can find who wrote it. It's going to be interesting how AEW functions going forward without having the rebellious. Well, we're 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 better than what Vince does. They don't have that anymore now. That's yeah. gone, and you know it's it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they continue to kind of build themselves up and give themselves an identity again. And this is all if, this is all hypothetical, if WWE becomes a more you know, um, well put together, watchable, enjoyable, sensible television show and not the maniacal convoluted shit it has been, um, you know, and if you're, if you're someone like a Sasha Banks and you're kind of like, you know, I can, I can go to the biggest company and get some booking respect. Why would I go to AEW? You know, that's going to be interesting. Um. Yeah. Uh, did you lads? Did you? I'm I mean, still not going to watch it, obviously. But I mean, I'll, I'll give it a go if 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 it's good. You know. I feel like you remember that Arrested Development joke where the the Bluth family stock goes from like sell to don't buy. I feel like that's what <laughs> is at the yeah. moment. It's like don't buy, don't buy. It's like yeah, it's it's heading in the right direction, but it's still like. Well, this is this is the thing. You you can only bring back. Um, Dakota Kai and Johnny Gargano once 
And at, at what point does that well dry up? And I think it's more about the show being consistently good will be more important mm. in the sense of bringing people back. Um, because you wonder how quickly obviously they can make these changes very quickly but how quickly can it change the way that raw is written mm. you know they still have 50 writers on staff and it's still mm. you know there's there, there are still fundamental things in the show that i don't know how quickly they can change um but yeah i mean the, their first objective obviously needs to be to make the show exciting and fun to watch that was that that was definitely the thing for me this last decade at least is that raw as a show had just completely lost its spontaneity and its energy it was just limping along yeah. rehashing the exact same segments week after week so if they can kind of do something new do something different um who's to say definitely SummerSlam seems to have been a very good start and um, yeah i mean i'm not going to be watching tonight and i'm not going to be watching like the full show tomorrow but i'll be looking i'll be uh, tomorrow, I'm gonna be look, I'm gonna be looking at those reviews and be saying, okay, people like this, people didn't like it. Uh, will I watch this segment? Will I watch this match? And then next week, I'll be like, mm, you know, we'll I see. Think, I think Tony Khan definitely needs to buck his ideas up. Tony. No more, no more fucking Johnny Hungy versus Billy Gunn main events. You know, what I mean? like, come on, the amount of people they've got, and we'll get onto Rampage, but there's no reason that their TV shows can't be packed with really good matches and really good angles every week with the amount of wrestlers they've got. I, I, I thought Rampage was, was terrible this week. I mean, I thought it was really bad. It just, uh, just as we were doing this, it came out, it did like, it's like second lowest number overall and, and demo viewership in the show's history. And I, I like watching that show, I was like, well, yeah, of course it did. Look at the show you put on. You mm. put on a rematch from Dark with, with Ethan Page. The main event was an Anna J match, God bless her, but it was another not very good on a J match. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big thing, the big thing was a the only like notable thing where some stars did something was the Jericho segment, um, and I was just like, that's just not gonna cut it, you know. Um, Dynamite was all right, I thought, um, but yeah, uh, bucking the ideas up definitely gonna be necessary once they get once they get people back from their their current rake of injuries. I, I think an objective should definitely be let's let's spread the manpower out onto Rampage a little bit more and make that show feel like you have to actually watch it. Hmm. I feel like the well, let's get on to Dynamite. Is there anything else on, on WWE? No, no, no. No. Uh, no. So I, th- I think the trios title as well is something I don't really want. I would have been happy with the trios tournament, but titles is just like... It just feels like another kind of thing we're adding on. It's like it's almost like the Marvel. I don't want to go to Marvel again, but you know what I mean. Adding a new for a new character, a new thing, a new franchise. It's like just focus on the stuff you've got. We don't see enough of like Jade Cargill. We don't see enough of the women's title. We don't see enough of like the TNT title. We haven't you seen know. the pack title since he won it. I know. Let's just focus on the things you've already got before we start buying more AEW trading cards. You know, more shinies. <laughs> <laughs> more more canvases, you know. You've got you've got the set there. Let's just like focus on it. And I like that's what I've liked about Dynamite the last few weeks and the focus on like Christian and Jungle Boy. Like we've had a segment every week that's just focused on that and kind of moved the story forward. And it's like, yes, that's just just pick five or six angles and just like progress them every week. Stop jumping around and oh, we got to have trios and oh, this is this is happening. This is happening. like just. Tony, get your head in the fucking game, man. That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah, I mean, we had Miro return after you know, a year we were for Miro, felt like. And then he's all we see of him now is he's these kind of vignettes with Alistair Black. It's like have some fucking Miro on Dark for give Miro a match. You know, dark or Dark, sorry, that's a Freudian slip. Uh, Rampage just feels like completely superfluous at this point. Um, I still haven't watched Rampage from last week. Uh, that's where we are with that. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's a damn shame because. Yeah, it seems like since Forbidden Door, and even s- still since then, since the fall of the, the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, it just feels like the show is very unfocused at the moment. But yeah, they need to get back to a core a core few ideas and really focus your show around them. Building to the main event being the most important. Mm-hmm. Take, take it back to fundamentals. Yeah, I am... Um... Anything on uh, anything on, in particular on Dynamite? I mean, obviously the main event with Danielson was back. Um, that was good. It was good. That was great. That was I, good. And, and I mean, I I don't necessarily. It might just be tinfoil hat stuff, but maybe he was planning to do it all along. But it did feel like it was a good week. Uh, you know, with WWE getting a little bit of positive groundswell. Because whether whether it, whether it's right or wrong. We can have all the cynicism we want. I think it's fair to say the majority of fans are excited at the prospect of a Triple H helmed WWE. Mm-hmm. Whether they are naive or what, it's irrelevant. They are is the fact. And I do feel like they went out there and did like a really like ballsy booking decision by like putting Daniel Garcia over in that main event. And I was kind of like, all right, good. Again, maybe he's planning to do it all along. But I was like, good. Get out there. Do something fucking exciting. Do something different. Get a new guy over. You know, Brian Danielson's not going to be around forever. Um, so so make use while you can. Um, I can't remember what else was on the show. Mox and Roosh. Mox and Roosh is very good. That was great. Mm. Um, you had a... Uh, I'm blanking. What was it? Oh, the yeah. Jungle Boy promo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great. The, that was really the, good. The Ricky Starks and Hook. Oh, oh, oh This was a great I mean, episode, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, uh, every, that, everything yeah. I said about Tony Khan, I apologize. Sorry, <laughs> Actually, you, you're great. No, but this was a great episode. It's more Rampage that's the problem, and I think just yes. some inconsistencies with Dynamite. It could be so much better, but I, it, this was a, a really good episode. I do have a nitpick. Oh, oh yes, you this. Go on. I do have a nitpick about that segment. So, um, segment was... Absolutely fantastic. Danhausen came out. Very nice, very evil. Mm, all that, right? Great. Love it. Uh, Ricky Starks beat him. No problem. Perfect. Hulk comes out. Oh, big pop. Got chills. Fucking goosebumps thinking about it. Hulk gets the win. Love it. Come back from break. Starks and and, and and big powerhouse Hobbs in the ring. Shivani's interviewing them. Starks cuts a really great promo. Out of nowhere, Hobbs cold clocks him. Cheap shot from the side. Oh, you son of a bitch, Hobbs. You broke up. What are you doing? Do you realize what you're doing? You son of a bitch. Jim Ross. Jim Ross should have really given that to Triple H, so. You bastard. Um, I don't know if Jim Ross was. Jim Ross was, wasn't commentary the whole show. Was he was. He was there the whole show this week, yeah. Um, here's my nitpick, though, is that Powerhouse Hobbs um, nails Ricky Starks, standing over his, his fallen friend. Uh, now, if I was directing this, if I was the, the segment producer... I would have said, right, Tony, 
I don't I don't really need to direct you, Tony. You're you're the fucking you know a legend of the game. You know wrestling probably better better than I. Uh, but what I would like you to do is I would act, like you to ask act scared of Powerhouse Hobbs, a, a, a monumental man who's after turning his back on his friend. He's he's out of control. He could do anything. He could snap. So what I want you to do, Tony, is like kind of cower in the corner, look frightened, have a look of frightenedness on your face. Um, don't just nonchalantly walk past Powerhouse Hobbs out of the ring, uh, which is what he did do. Um, maybe roll out of the ring on the far side to try and get away from Powerhouse Hobbs in case he tries to attack you. Uh, yeah, he, if you watch that clip again, it's, it's on the clip I shared on, on the Twitter. Yeah, he just he just walks past Powerhouse Hobbs out of the ring on the other side. It's like, come on, that 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 that, that was a, a little thing I noticed. Like, oh. Tony uh, Tony Schiavone should have been running running scared for his life, if you ask me. That's that's my uh, nitpick of the week. Uh, well, you are right. That is a nitpick. Uh, anyway, um... <laughs> you son of a bitch! Do you realize what you're doing? <laughs> I sucker punched you in this segment. And Joe is not running away scared of my, of my gargantuan stature. Um, <laughs> you kill me with one punch. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's going to do it for a, a mammoth wrestling week and a mammoth week of this show in general. I would say. Mm. Uh, what have they got? Oh, they've actually advertised a load of things for Dynamite this week. They're doing the Britt Baker tag. They're doing the uh, Utah um, uh, fucking Jericho match. Uh, yeah, so we'll, and uh, they are not having Sasha Banks debut, <laughs> so um, we will uh, we'll leave it there, I suppose, for this week, boys. Uh, we will be back this coming weekend where we will discuss, I guess, if and what happened on Raw uh, uh, next week, and then also more <laughs> updates uh, on all things AEW. Who so, wants to do Raw? Who wants to do Raw may make a comeback. It may make a comeback. Maybe maybe not next week. Maybe a few weeks down the line. <laughs> the biggest we'll comeback since Dakota Kai. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, we'll be back next week to talk all the developments in the wrestling world as well as our various other guffs. In the meantime, chairshoppodcast.com. If you want to pop us an email, there's a form on there for you to do so. Mm. As, as Paul has had a big yawn, it's his bedtime, everyone. So we're going to let him go to bed. Uh, thank you very much for listening. It's good night from me. It's good night from Paul. Bye bye. And it's good night from Joe. Goodbye. Goodbye.